I, I said, man, if Georgia can just give me a national championship, I'm going to be stress free. Mm. Then I got two. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need it. <laughs> Welcome to My Got A Podcast. I'm Jim Wood. In this episode, John Powell and I are joined by Logan Booker from 960 The Ref, as well as another special guest. We talk all things Georgia football, from SEC media days to savoring back-to-back national championships. And we answer questions from you, our listeners. As always, remember to check out store.mygotapodcast.com to see our latest merch. And you can follow us on social media at My Got A Podcast. Now, Let's join the conversation in progress. And we're back after a longer than expected hiatus. I will say, though, I'm pretty sure this is the first, well, what was to be the last episode was the first ever My Got a Podcast weather delay. <laughs> I apologize. I'll, I'll take the criticism, man. I'll tell you Uh, what, we had a gnarly thunderstorm. We were supposed to do this show a couple of Thursdays ago, and man, I was out in Lincoln County, and you and the three of us were texting back and forth, but I've seen some crazy storms out there, but that was like one of the biggest I've ever seen, man. It was wild. So one, uh, glad my house is okay. Two, uh, sorry my internet went out. And three, sorry for the first ever My Got a Podcast weather delay, I guess. But you know what they say, man, when it rains, Georgia's better. So I get it. (laughs) <laughs> if you'd have been tennessee you would have been down and out for the count exactly whoa what does carter have in his hand <laughs> wait a second we just got a video he asked to pour he asked to pour the, the beverage this evening uh, good for him good for him. well if you haven't figured it out yet we've got uh we've got logan logan booker with us friend of the show uh i th- I don't know logan i think you may have been you may be our most frequent guest i think i was trying really? to think about that earlier i think i think that's true i think i think you're up there uh <laughs> with a couple of folks but, but number three i think right now you lead uh other than, yeah. other than carter but you know Car- carter's in the family carter's, yeah, the carter's, family. carter's the man um <laughs> i guess what is it saturday night live they give like the five-time host jacket <laughs> so, is that in the near future I'm, I'm thinking by the end of the season i may hit number five man that'd be kind of sweet uh we gotta yeah we gotta commemorate that we gotta commemorate that with something that's right Give although I, I i i did say i did tell you that i was gonna bring you something in the fall and i oh, still yeah? plan but maybe i can hang this over your head as a carrot for it no but it was the uh the cannonballers beer i was gonna bring you oh, some nice. of the, uh, no yeah. way yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I love that. That's one of those like minor league baseball t-shirts I picked up. That's just like a beautiful, the logo's great. You know yeah. it. I mean, it's, it's just a great logo. And I think I even picked up a sticker on their website, but I would, if you got a Cannonballers beer, man, I'm all about that life. That's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Cannapolis yeah. Cannonballers is just, uh, just North of where we live. Uh, Walker, he went to a game and brought me this app state beer. Check this out. This guy. Oh, nice. Cool. It's uh, I think they just make it right there in Boone. But this is from that. Remember they won that Hail Mary against Troy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. College game day was there. His son goes there and he brought me that beer back. It's it's sealed. I haven't drank it, but maybe one day. Who knows? I'm still <laughs> waiting on the like official Georgia collab beer. I don't know. I guess I don't know if that's like round on. But, you know, there was the battle yeah. of bulldog beer back in the day. I've got some little yeah. cans of that. But like. Can we not have a Creature Comforts like Georgia beer? I, I so, understand what's going on. Here's a little insight to that, and, and you guys probably know this already, but you know some of Georgia's biggest donors, biggest boosters. I'm t- I'm not going to sit here and like name drop, but 
some of the biggest funding members of the booster club are alcohol distributors. It's a big, mm. big business. Yeah. yeah. And I, I honest to God, I believe that's one of many factors, not the only is why we still don't have beer in Sanford stadium is because all those guys want a piece of the pie. They mm. want to figure out a way to make them the distributor for that and whatnot. So it's just kind of slowing it down. But I honestly think that may be a hurdle toward like, you know, some of these breweries in Athens having an official Bulldog beer. There, there's some good beers out there. I mean, yeah. if we're giving out free plugs or whatnot, it's a Southern Brewing, I think, that makes the back-to-back beer. If y'all have that? Oh, I haven't. It's, it's, it's very simple. They, they don't use any official Georgia logos. It's just it's just called back-to-back, and it's a real solid IPA. It's actually pretty good. Are the colors red and black? Yeah, they are, they are red and black. Uh, probably it's, like, a little, it's like the Jimmy Dean sausage baseball yeah. card of beers. <laughs> it's, it's like one Pantone number off of the uh, actual like red. I'm pretty sure just to make sure it's not uh, any copyright, but it is pretty good. But yeah, maybe one day we will get like a, oh, you know, here's, here's some good stuff. Uh, Nick Chubb hmm. back when he was at SEC media days, I think it was prior to 17, his senior season Kirby. Uh, no, it was Kirby brought him out there uh for the first final media days and I, I remember being in this group talking to him and he's like well what do you want to do after football because nick's a man of few words and he yeah. just you can imagine his voice is very timid he goes i want to be a hops farmer and we really? all oh, we're like a what what'd you say he goes i want to grow hops and we're like oh like beer like hops beer he's like yeah man like like that apparently he has some, you know he's from cedar town a big farming community and I don't know if he has like a family farm or something that they're in the hops business, but he, after football, has made it clear he wants to grow hops. So uh, maybe with all that money he's made, he'll uh, he'll break the barrier one day and sort of have an official Georgia beer. I'd be all about some number 27 special Nick Chubb beer, wouldn't y'all? I mean, a Chubb, a Chubb stub. Yeah, man. <laughs> I feel like the hops has to have the picture of him jumping crazy high oh, at that track meet. Yeah, man. Hops. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was it was Roddy Navolsi that took that photo, man. I still and it comes around every once in a while. I still can't like define it. It it my brain does not register how someone can float in the air like that. That was a great photo he took. It was. It was. Well, Carter, Carter, while we've got you here, I know we got school school starts tomorrow. Is what that's the rumor? Mm. That is the rumor. That is the rumor. How did the summer go by so fast? You've been, I mean, what have you been up to? Growing his hair out. I see see that. that. (laughs) Get that boy a brush, man. (laughs) Get him him a ponytail holder. Maybe he needs that. Mom's been trying to get him a haircut for the last, like, month, (laughs) and he refuses. Fight the resistance, Carter. When when school's (laughs) coming back, that means football soon. So you can think of it. That's what that's what I see it, man. I like tease my wife all the time. I see like a back to school commercial and I'm like celebrating like, yeah, football. She's like, no, school. (laughs) We have very different mindsets when it comes to like this time of year, because I'm all about those school supplies in the shelves, because that means Mm. football and cooler weather is on the horizon, man. We still got a ways to go to get to the cooler weather, but it will get here one day. Well, we're, we're we're approaching the day when it's like. It'll be there'll be one day where you'll go outside and it'll be like unseasonably cool mm-hmm. and you'll smell the grass. And then that's that to me, that's always that moment when I know like football is upon us. I'm actually uh so Friday exactly. I'm gonna do my morning show, then I'm gonna hop on a plane immediately after and go to Utah for a week. And uh one of the places I've been uh looking at, I, it's called Alta or Alta, I think I'm not trying to pronounce it, a big ski resort in Salt Lake, but I love to hike there in the summer times. And I think right now, next week, the forecast is like a high in the low 70s, like mid 40s overnight. That's going to feel like heaven, man. Like, I'm yeah. actually going to get to wear a hoodie next week while I'm like on a trail, which is like a godsend. 
Nice. So if you guys want a Utah gear, Carter, do you need a Utah hat? Because they're playing Florida week one. <laughs> as long as as long as we can uh, get a W out there. <laughs> I'll bring you I'll bring you a sticker back at minimum, man. We got a August 31st. Is that right? Is that the S? Yeah, that the first Thursday. Like I I'm telling you, that's mm. one of my favorite days of the year. It it is it is like the closest thing when I was like, say, Carter's age and it was Christmas Eve and you can't sleep that night before. Like that to me is that Thursday leading into first week of football, man. I love that we have a game of like rooting interest with Florida and Utah too. So that, I'll, that's care, a week, I'll care about Utah one day a year and it's going to be this one. That's a Thursday week one, right? Like that's not yeah. week zero. Okay. No, there's no, there's no Thursday week zero games. It's all Saturday. But then that next Thursday, it's just, that is one of the most glorious nights, man, because like you're leading into Labor Day, you got football on TV. It's, we always get a big giant Chick-fil-A nugget tray that night and just kind of sit down and watch football. It's awesome. Nice. We need to do that. Yeah, I man. Still, I'm assuming we'll be there in Athens that weekend. I don't know. We'll probably, we, we usually go to Lake Hartwell on that Labor yeah. Day weekend. So we'll probably be down, be down there at Hartwell and come over to Athens for the day on Saturday, something like that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but I'm trying to grow my hair to be like uh, Carson Beck. There you go. Nice. He is, he is a, little, uh, a little stringy on the head these days. Then you got Brock Vandegrift too. He, mm-hmm. could have, he could have the long. He has the long, long hair. <laughs> well, let's cut to the chase, Carter. Who's starting at quarterback this year, man? Carson Beck. Carson, you think he's the safe bet? But man, I'm telling you, I'm hearing more and more good stuff about Brock like every day. I'm like, I would not rule him out, but I would absolutely bet the mortgage that Carson starts the season. But uh, I don't think Kirby would hesitate to pull it if he needs to a few games in. Like, I mean, I'm not predicting knowing Kirby, that wouldn't be surprising. No, I mean, I I I think Carson's going to get it done for the whole season, but I would not be surprised at all if he struggles for a game or two that Brock may get a real chance. So we'll see, man. He fits that Bobo formula for sure. So does Gunnar Stockton, honestly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The heir apparent, right? Yeah. So we'll see. Gunnar intrigues me. I mean, Brock, like, Brock was one of those kids. I don't know. Actually, the spring game was on this weekend, and I watched a little bit of it on yep. uh, SEC Network. And, you know, I don't know. Whenever Brock takes off to run, I'm like, woo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving you Stetson vibes. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just remember, like, when he his first spring game, when, you know, when you're, whenever you're, like, the hot new freshman, yeah. you're, when you're the new hotness, remember, yeah. like, you know, it wasn't like there was any chance he was going to be playing. Like, first time he threw a pass, like, oh, the kid's got a cannon. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'll but, yeah, I mean, the- this is this is nothing that's going to be like earth shattering or anything but about a month ago we played dave and i my co-host on 960 the ref played in the esp celebrity golf tournament there at the georgia georgia club yeah and every single group got paired up with a you know air quote celebrity we actually got cole spear the uh, freshman wide receiver from is he from canton i think Uh, somewhere somewhere up 75 but but we got him in our group just shooting the breeze with him for several holes. And I just kind of like joked around. I was like, all right, Cole, cut the crap, man. Who's going to be the starting quarterback. And uh, he laughed a little bit, but then he got kind of serious. And he was like, he like straight face. He's like, we got some dudes. He he was like, all he's like both of the guys. He said both referring to, I'm assuming Carson and uh, uh, Brock is like being like the two one, a one B whatever. But he was very mm-hmm. clear that they are both capable of doing what Mike Bobo wants this year. So you never know, man. Like, again, that wasn't like revealing of anything, but you could tell that he was very serious when he said that like everybody in that quarterback room is like very capable right now. So that, that was kind of cool to hear. Yeah. I mean, that's the vibe, right? Like if, if you figure if one of them doesn't get a shot, you know, 
beyond Carson back, you know, if one of them doesn't get like the clear, I'm the number two guy and yep. going to be the guy next year, one of them is probably going to be leaving, right? Yeah. You would have you got Dylan Raiola. Yeah, they all say the right things when they're being recruited and when they're freshmen. But, but yeah, that's just part of football now. I, I will never be surprised or even hold a grudge anymore when it comes to transfers. There's going to be some guys that transfer a place that you may not want them, um, like Jermaine Burton. Man, and the way he did it with a couple of comments rubbed us the wrong way for sure, and I get that. But, like, is anybody out there really mad at A.D. Mitchell for, like, going to Texas? I mean – not really. I would love to have him this year. And I love that he won a couple championships and made some huge catches along the way that will be legendary, but I wish him well. In December. Yeah, exactly. Well, you say that. I think Texas might actually be back. What do y'all think? Ooh, what, what do you think? think? What do you think, Carter? Is Texas back? Is is it finally official? See, is here's it? the thing. I don't even think it's Arch. I, th- I don't I, think I, so I either. Think Quinn. I think Quinn's legit good. And uh, I think having another year, I think I think he and I'll, I'll I'll flat out say if he did not get hurt against Alabama last year, Texas beats Alabama. Yeah, that, that's I'll, something I can't prove it, but I'll always believe it. Yeah. And uh, I think he's going to be solid this year. I think they get out a lot in the portal um, year two under Sarkeesian. I'm absolutely picking Texas to beat Alabama week two. I really do think that's going to happen, Ooh, and it's going to be solid there. I'm telling you, man. Do a quick fact check on that one for me, Carter. I think I think he'll get the ding. Here's the question: Are you yeah, that confident that you'd put money on it? Uh, maybe like a five dollar bill. I'm not gonna like go <laughs> heavy duty on it, but so you're not that confident. Not that confident, but I, I I really do think it's gonna happen. And you think you think Alabama fans are whiners right now? You wait until they lose to Texas. It's gonna be. <laughs> A whole new level of glorious Carter. I can't wait. So it's like betting TCU will win over Georgia in the national championship. Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. Do you? So speaking of speaking of Alabama, so if you have them, if you have them losing in week two, like how many losses do you think Alabama has? The rest. It's of the funny. Way? Did y'all hear Aaron Murray's mm. soundbite today on his uh-uh. uh, players' lounge? He was like, I forgot exactly how he said it, but he says Alabama's ceiling is ten and two. He's like, they're they may be even nine and three. Uh, he's wow. put it out there, but look, if, if LSU beat them last year, LSU can absolutely beat them again this year. It's going to be in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, I was about to say um, they were at home, though. Yeah, I, I don't think Tennessee has a prayer that this year. I think Nick Saban did not like the way they handled that last year, rushing the field and all that. I just, I just see that as a revenge game for Nick. I would not bet Alabama or Tennessee is going to beat them, but I, I, I've already said I think Texas beats them. Um, I think LSU has improved that much, and I think they're really like loaded right now. And uh, if you had to throw one more out there that just kind of may surprise, I'm, I don't know. Remember A&M had them on the ropes this yeah. past year, and I think A&M is going to be a vastly improved team this year. And that one's in College Station, I believe. Um, it is. Well, it is. Yeah, uh, okay. But, but I, I don't, I don't think A&M? they lose all three of those. I still think a 10-2 and two is more likely for Alabama this year. Then you also got like Hugh Freeze is all is always mm-hmm. good for an Alabama scare. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then the Ole Miss game is sometimes can come up and bite Alabama too. Yeah, uh, yeah that's their that's their first conference game is Ole Miss. It's at home, but Alabama will always be stacked. We know that they will always have dudes on that team, five stars all over the place. But they legitimately have a question at quarterback right now. Yeah, I don't think Milrow's good at all. I don't know enough about the Simpson kid, what he's done this past year uh, to get better. And the guy from Notre Dame, Tyler Buckner, like there's a reason that he left Notre Dame because 
the uh, Sam, the, what was the kid from Wake Forest? Can't think of his name right now. But Sam, he up, uh, Sam Hartman, right? Hartman, yeah, was, uh, yeah. He went up there, and there was no prayer of Buckner. Buckner starting, so I don't think anybody in those three is going to step up and be that SEC, you know, first second team quarterback. But every time I say that, I do remind people that Greg McElroy and AJ McCarron also won national championships at Alabama. So you don't have to be elite at quarterback there, but we'll see. But I, I do have serious questions about Bama's quarterback for sure. How many yeah. losses? How many losses do you think it would take for Saban to retire? <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of done answering that question. I just assume he's going to be around forever. Like I'm done speculating on Nick Saban's like tenure. And anytime, anytime I'm asked, I'm just like, yeah, he's he's going to take. Uh, what were we looking at a couple of days ago? I think that they are scheduled to play, who is it, Arizona in 2033. And I'm like, Nick Saban is absolutely going to take Alabama to Arizona in 2033. So, uh, <laughs> no, that, that that's sarcasm, obviously. But, no, if if he does, let, let's say he loses those three games I just threw out there, that's going to start raising a lot of questions for Nick, is it not? I mean, yeah, you, you got to think that that sunset has got to happen sometime. I saw the – message board geniuses or something that didn't Nick and uh, what's his wife, Terry, they just bought like a $17 million house in Florida. I was just about to say, yeah. yeah. You gotta start wondering if Miss Terry is ready to have Nick at home a little bit, you know? Yeah. He's not getting young. Not at all. Well, I'm interested to see how these, like how prominent the transfers are for them. Cause like to flip it around, like I just think back to like 2016 year one with Kirby and we had Maurice Smith transferred from Alabama came with Kirby and it was like instantly like the best player under defense. And it was like, wow. And that kind of like showed me how far behind we were, how far but behind, now yeah. like I I'm really going to be watching Tristan Marshall this year and see what he's doing at Alabama. Like, is he starting? Like, mm-hmm. have we gone in the opposite direction? You know? Yeah. So, I mean, what was he a fourth year, maybe even a fifth year? He's been around forever. It seems like so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, and I, I, I'm not even trying to be Georgia Homer, but he definitely left because of the death chart here. I mean, he just did everything yeah. he could do here, and he went to Alabama and saw better opportunities. So I wish him luck, but just not against us. That's all I can say. Yeah, seriously, yeah, be curious <laughs> for sure. So Carter has to go to bed. Oh no, nine thirty. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna let him lead us, lead us out. What, what, what's, what's your prognosis on Georgia's season? Let's go, dogs, baby. That's right. <laughs> Are you predicting another undefeated season? Yeah. There we go. Well, you know, at least he didn't go, well, I see nine and three. Hugh Freeze is going <laughs> to nip us over there in Auburn. You know, Tennessee's going to get that revenge. And, you know, good luck against Ole Miss. At least he didn't say that. <laughs> well, any, any, any remarks or thoughts on the season? I just said it. Any, anything, hey, Carter. anything else? <laughs> Carter, here's a, here's a trivia question before you go. Do you know the one SEC team that Kirby Smart has not beaten at Georgia? There's only one. Alabama, right? Now we beat Alabama 33-18, baby. Well, oh, yeah. Um, There's only one. He's he's 0-1 against this team. 0-1. What do you think? South Carolina? Nah, we whipped South oh, Carolina last year big time. Ole Miss. We've never – he's never beaten Ole Miss. Well, sorry, I was just listening to my mom. Terrible. So remember year one, 2016, we went to the Grove, had that early kickoff, and they Come just on, you can't, you can't tail, end on that. Ask me another one. Well, I was gonna Ole say, Miss. I was gonna say that that's gonna be awesome for senior day this year. Ole Miss is coming to Athens, so we will finish the SEC by beating them that night. How sweet is that? That's what I'm talking about. You don't want to end on that. So you want to you want him to ask you a different one? Ask me a different question. Uh, what's another what's another trivia question I can come up with? 
All right, here's a good one. Um, and this, I'll, I'll actually kind of bring in one of our uh, listener questions, if you don't mind. Go for it. Uh, we'll, we'll see if Carter can get this. I'd have to go pull it up. Maybe Jim's looking at it right now. Somebody asked if Brock Bowers will throw a touchdown pass, mm-hmm. right? All right, Carter, here's your trivia question. You ready for it? Who is the last Georgia Bulldog that rushed, received, and passed for a touchdown in the same season? So they they caught a touchdown pass, they rushed for a touchdown, and they threw a touchdown pass all in the same season. Do you know? I think I know. You don't have to go far. It's, it's in 2021. I'll give you that hint. It was That's the first national championship. 80, Donnie Mitchell? AD Mitchell? No, he, he was part of one of the plays. We'll talk about in a second. I know Jordan Davis did a run did a rush. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he definitely didn't pass for a touchdown. <laughs> that would have been kind of sweet. Uh Kenny McIntosh. Yeah, I know he threw he yep. threw a touchdown in the He also throughout the regular season he rushed for several, then he caught a couple of uh catch and runs also. There you go. Nice. That's a good and one. If, if you go back prior to that, you got to go to Terry Godwin in 2015. Was that 2015? I think that was 15. Yeah. His first touchdown was against Kentucky. It was like a wild dog direct snap. Then he, he, like, he, he fumbled it. I think he fumbled the snap, yes. picked it up, and ran for a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> then, then he caught one. Then remember, he threw the touchdown pass against Penn State to uh, Malcolm Mitchell. Oh, that's right. Wow. So, there you go. There's there's Carter. Take that to school tomorrow and impress the girls, man. <laughs> impress the girls. <laughs> that's called that's called an icebreaker, right there, Carter. Come. Come listen to my dad's podcast. Exactly. That's he's getting it now. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I bet that I bet that works really well at school. <laughs> <laughs> Sixth grade girls love Georgia football deep stats, man. I'm sure. That's uh, how you get them. Carter, look, you gotta you, you gotta walk into school and tell them that you're on a t-shirt. You got your own, you got your own <laughs> sorry, Carter t-shirt. t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I got my own ad campaign. There you go. I love oh, it. Amazing. All right. Off to bed. Sixth grade awaits. Sorry, See Carter. Go Gator. <laughs> <laughs> so on, actually on that, Logan, so what yeah, is, man. you know, I, I didn't know if I wanted to address this with Carter while he was on or not. I didn't <laughs> know if I wanted to dash his hopes or anything. So what's, what's the status of the second string? What's the deal? We, but the cheese heads want to know. We all, we all hate Walker now. <laughs> Walker's the devil. <laughs> now Walker Walker had to go do what Walker had to do, man. His wife was working so hard to get that doctorate degree and our doctorate. What am I trying to say? Her doctorate and uh, took a job up in North Carolina. So unfortunately, I'm I'm podcast partner list at the moment. Um, Walker will chime in from time to time. He he's not going to be able to do it every single week, but right. I'm thinking maybe in the next few weeks we'll have just sort of a random episode drop. I'll get him on the phone and do like a hey the season's here type thing. Um, I absolutely want to get something more permanent, but I just don't have many resources at the moment. Right. Um, you'd be surprised how few people actually work at our radio stations right now. And a lot of mm. them, believe it or not, are just not sports people whatsoever. I mean, like <laughs> we only have the one live show on the ref now, me and Dave. Yeah. And there's really not that many in-studio resources. So I've, I've got some ideas that I'm not like nothing really in the works right now, but I absolutely want to get it cranked up here pretty soon so hopefully hopefully there's something but like i said we will have walker drop in from time to time we've we've not heard the last of me and walker and kareen doing our thing it'll just be a little more sporadic which is fine but but i'll tell you what man while we're on that note walker is is awesome and working with him the last what was it five four and a half years i think we figured out 
uh, did well over almost 300 episodes, and mm. he was fun, man. I, I feel like we had good chemistry. We had a good time. Uh, we definitely brought the lightheartedness to to all of our topics, and yeah. it's going to be hard to replace him. In fact, I won't replace Walker. It's, it's it, You can't. I mean, it's just one of those things where, like, he was – the perfect podcast partner but he had to had to follow life and i totally get that man so yeah we'll see as soon as i know something on carter i'll let carter break the news when i know something <laughs> he was he was your he was the brock bowers to your stetson bennett huh? i'm telling you man <laughs> i'm t- or he was the ad mitchell to kenny mcintosh How about there you that? go there you yeah, go <laughs> but it was good i mean it, it really did we we made so many connections i mean you guys include you guys on that like we've made like yeah. podcast friends throughout the years and a lot of people that you know, y- y'all know as well as I, doing these kind of things connects you to a lot of community. Yeah, and uh, we did build a good following, the Cheeseheads, and and I just begged them to hold on. We we will get something cranked up again eventually, but okay. we'll, we'll figure it out. I have to say, I have to say that you guys were definitely a, a part of the catalyst of this podcast. So yeah. deeply, deeply indebted to you guys, just because. When we talked about the style of what we wanted to do, it was it was you guys that were we kind of had in mind as far as what we wanted to do, and then you know just just thanking you guys for the dedication to to do it for so long. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. That 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 that's nice to say. I know that like in 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 this season of life for the last several years, however long I can't even remember when Carter started listening to you guys, but like mm-hmm. it's definitely been a part of a part of our lore. So I think I speak for a lot of other folks, you know, that, that this it's very much appreciated. Well, we appreciate that, man. It was, it was fun. And uh, like I said, we'll, we'll get, we'll get some more. We have not heard the end. I have not trashed the soundboard just yet. So uh, that, <laughs> that's, that's got a legendary soundboard that I, I will never get rid of. So <laughs> in fact, while it's sitting idle, I can absolutely kind of send y'all some, uh, some, some hot keys here and there. If you guys want to incorporate them, y'all I was feel just about to say, <laughs> please what feel free. Do you, do you license them out? <laughs> no, that, that's always been a fear that someone's going to ask us for the license one day. That, that one day, Kareem Brown is going to discover our podcast, <laughs> and the lawsuit's going to be immediately after that. So uh, don't say anything to her if you don't mind. Uh, that's kind of how we felt. That's kind of how we felt about the the Mike on a podcast logo for a while there. <laughs> until a family yeah, member, until the family member of the Munson, the Munson yeah. family basically said it was okay. We do know somebody. <laughs> they're like, we love the logo. I'm like, oh, <laughs> always uh, some comfort man well that's good that, that's good to hear that was good to hear i just had to had to ask uh I, yeah. I know uh carter got a pretty sweet shout out on the final episode that i was uh and i was i was mowing the lawn actually as uh <laughs> as one of my primary uh podcast listening times yeah, and I, I actually i texted john and i was like john has carter listened to the last <laughs> thing i was like they they gave him a shout out i was like he's gonna freak out uh, that's awesome he did he was he was like did they say my name <laughs> <laughs> well he gave us that awesome carter intro man that was that was sweet too uh that was good stuff that was good stuff amazing um, i know like originally i had said you know before we had our weather delay we were going to talk media days but i don't know at this point if there's a, a whole lot to say from that um i don't know did any did you pick up anything logan i mean as someone who has attended media days in the past Anything, anything stand out to you? Really just Kirby being Kirby, man. Like that yeah. dude knows how to win a podium. He knows how to stand in front of something and sell his program and let everybody know that, you know, hey, it's, and, and he acknowledged at some point, yeah, it's been a long summer. Uh, I think it was Pat Forty that asked him the question about the off-field things. But surprisingly, and I, I was very surprised by this, that 
I think there were 13 questions somebody pointed out on the podium itself. And mm-hmm. only one of them happened to be about, you know, speeding or off-field issues. And it was Pat Forty of Yahoo, one of the national writers that, yeah. you know, his name. But but other than yeah. that, it was, all, it was back to football. That, that was my takeaway is that for Kirby, for the players, for the media, the beat writers that are there, for us, the fans, it was really nice to talk football again. Um, I know I, I'm not in the category of someone that has dwelled on this whole off-field issues all summer long. It, it happens. And yeah. Something very, very tragic happened back in January, and they paid dearly for that. And then, uh, you know, they can't get the speeding under control elsewhere. But it really is like back to football now. It felt like they, it felt like it was what media days really is that unofficial kickoff to the season. So that was nice. And Brock Bowers, as you guys, I'm sure saw many clips of him. The dude doesn't talk. He's just very, very, very shy. Yeah, um, he's the epitome of like the the low hanging fruit joke is the Clark Kent Superman. Mm. He's like this, like, you know, very humble. I don't want to use the word nerd, but he's just kind of a, a, a goofy kid that you would never suspect. If Brock Bowers walked up to you in like an airport, you're hanging out, like talking to him. And then he dropped in. Oh, yeah, I'm a I'm an All-American tight end to the University of Georgia. You'd be like, no, you're not. Stop. <laughs> no way. Like you may play for like Toledo or something, but you don't play for Georgia. But Man, when those pads go on, he's just a different cat. So to see him kind of come out of his shell just a little bit that we've never seen before. I mean, we've had him for mm-hmm. a couple sentences here and there after a football game, but that was a brand new thing for everybody to listen to Brock. And he still was timid and yeah. shy, but I thought he did it fantastic. He was good. So, yeah, I mean, it was just, uh, like I said, there was really no news out of out of media days. I know Kirby did confirm some of the injuries that we had sort of read about here and there and yeah. Unfortunately, it does not sound like Branson Robinson's going to be ready for the season. Had foot issue back in the uh, spring, apparently pretty serious. And sounds like Munden, uh, Smile Munden, who we all know is, shoot, a future All-American. That dude is awesome, man. But he's probably going to miss some time, too. But if there was ever a schedule, and I'm not trying to belittle the schedule like our rivals do, but if there was ever <laughs> a schedule we can manage like a slow start, we got that. So uh, they're not yeah. going to... The season is not derailed because a couple of guys won't be healthy to start it up. Everybody that's that's we need is going to be out there, so that's good. But yeah, um, yeah. you just you just call on another five star recruit to, yeah. to take their place. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. Like all the you, you you guys know as well as I, rivals all over the place. What was the knock? It used to be like, oh, you guys got all those five stars and can't do anything with them. It's like, well, now we got five stars and we win national championships <laughs> and we got more five stars. So your your nightmare has come true. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're enjoying it right now, man. So yeah, we are deep at every position. Uh, keep Kendall Milton healthy, and we'll be fine. Yeah. And some of those inside linebackers, like CJ Allen, did y'all? You said you watched some of the spring game, Jim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that dude just stood out, man. I mean, he's he's supposed to be at prom, and he's out there like looking like an all American already at at, at G Day. So we're we're, we're going to be fine. Yeah, with injuries, it's going to be a good start of the season, man. It's funny uh, that you mentioned. It's funny that you mentioned the Brock Bauer stuff because, like, <laughs> I, I remember seeing British Bulldog like when he like randomly ran into Brock, and I think it was who was the other? It was Delph. He ran into Delph and Brock outside of a Raising Canes <laughs> and took a picture with them. And I, I remember yeah. thinking the same thing. Like, like, wow, he 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 just looks like a normal tall dude. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, it, it's weird. I'm, I'm not trying to be creepy, but there's some people that like when they're wearing normal like nice clothes dress clothes whatever you don't recognize like how ripped they are then they like get into mm. football mode or they take their shirt off at a pool or something you're just like i did not see that coming <laughs> like that's Brock <laughs> Bowers, man that's the, he's sneaky just like big strong crazy athletic dude so on football game days he's just a different animal man so 
He's not. He's not Ben Watson when it's obvious. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I I do think Brock is is the best tight end we've ever had. I I, I think that conversation's already done. I, I don't care what he does this year. Uh, and I think Mike Bobo has big, big plans for Brock. I think you're going to see a statistical, just phenomenal year for him. Uh, he may, to the listener's question, I, I do think that there's like some fun packages for Brock because he's earned that. You know what I'm saying? If we're ever up in a in a game in the second, maybe third quarter, I absolutely think we could do one of those little end arounds that he runs and all of a sudden pull pull the uh, trigger arm out, see if he can find a Rosemary Jack Saint or something down the field. That'd be kind of fun. Nice. Um, but I think he's the best, man. You think about He's played in two national championship games, has caught a touchdown in both of them, yeah. and won both of those games. And there's a very real chance he could do that for a third time. If that happens, are we are we actually going to like unseat Herschel as the best player <laughs> of all time? I mean, like it's going to be hard to argue against Brock if he does that, is it not? Yeah, uh, I you know I mean I hadn't even really thought of it because I mean we you know we we had talked about like goat stuff and you know yeah. Stetson right with two but you know mm-hmm. different conversation right that's just like kind of greatness not um, yeah like elite individual eliteness or yeah, whatever but yeah I mean Brock's got to be I'll tell you this too that like I've, I've said it before like you're telling me that like Brock Bowers like don't tell me he would not have been an amazing tailback in the eighties. Oh yeah. You know, like he totally could do that. <laughs> well, you know, he, he took running back snaps at spring cause we were so shorthanded and uh, someone was talking to Kirby recently at a golf tournament and Kirby was like, yeah, he was taking snaps and he was actually pretty good at running the balls, but I don't think you're going to see that this season, but, but I mean, other than the end rounds that we, we have him run, but I don't think yeah. he's ever going to line up in the eye formation. I don't, I don't see that, but, but yeah, <laughs> um, to your point, absolutely. Him as a running back with those like big giant shoulder pads and <laughs> that old school fishnet Jersey with his belly hanging out, dude, that he'd be a, a solid eighties running back, man, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. He, he, he has those, he has those runs where like the guy has the angle and they mm-hmm. inexplicably don't get him, just like what Herschel mm-hmm. used to do. So yeah, yep. no, that's a good point. I was, uh, oh. I was not at the game. Let's see. This was 2021 when we beat Georgia tech 45, nothing down there in Atlanta. Mm, yeah. And I was actually on my couch. I was still doing like, you know, social media tweeting and stuff for nine sixty the ref. Like I do, even if I'm not at the game, I'll dial that up. And I have this like stat cast that we can log into. You guys may have access to that too. Like during the game, you can log into a up to the minute stats mm-hmm. and plays and all that. So everything like a scorebook, a live scorebook. Yeah. And it's a, it, streaming. You're a little bit behind as you yeah. know, like it's a little, right. maybe 20, 30 seconds at the most. Well, when I was there, I think Georgia had the ball, like the 20 yard line, their own 20. So there's like 80 yards in front of them. And I accidentally saw the stat cast update and it said touchdown Georgia. And I was like, what? And uh, I didn't know what it was. So I kind of just like hit it real quick. And then like they threw the ball to to Brock and to your point, Jim, like there were like six yellow jackets. They should have tackled him. Yeah. But he's just gone. I mean, it's just down the middle. Just so impressive what he does with the football, man. So he's special. We need, we need to really appreciate him this year. Even if the schedule winds up being a little bit of a dud, um, it's not our fault by the way, but if it winds up being a whole lot of lopsided games and maybe we don't have the drama, maybe we don't have the, the big moments in the regular season. I really want to like implore all of us and all Georgia fans, like enjoy every moment you have with Brock. Cause yeah. that's going to be one of those dudes. You're going to tell your grandkids about one day that you got to see Brock do his thing. And I uh, can't wait to see what he does at the next level too, man. Yeah, you know, for sure. I've, I've heard, I've heard some folks talk about like with the lack of, um, you know, with Darnell moving on and that kind of thing, like, Hey, you know, are, are people going to like key in on Brock and, 
you know, his, his reps and his re- receptions are going to get cut down. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking about, um, you know, we have a whole host of other tight ends and a whole host of other folks that can step into that, you know, quote unquote Darnell role. But like, you know, Mike Bobo is going to be stepping in to to call the plays, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to rattle off a couple of tight ends that you maybe recall from the last time that Mike Bobo mm-hmm. was around helping the tight ends to do the things. You know, you got Aaron White, you got Orson Charles, you got Jay Rome, you got Arthur Lynch, um, you know, just to name a few. Like those those guys did did okay, you know? Yeah. Very <laughs> <Yeah>. much. <laughs> Absolutely. And they didn't have near the surrounding cast yeah. the, the, that we've got today. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know that I buy the whole like, oh, yeah, his reps are going to get cut. Like you can't stop a freight train. Yeah. Well, also back in those days too. remember, I I absolutely will staunchly say this will be the best offensive line that George has ever had with Mike Bobo. Mm -hmm. Um, That was one of Mark Richt era's deficiencies was you always had like one or two really capable offensive linemen and then a bunch of guys that may not be, you know, what the caliber, what we're used to today. So I think that's going to help out in a big way too, is just having the protection, having the, the, the scheme, knowing what they're doing there on that line to, let Brock do his thing. I know Darnell was a huge blocker when it came to that, but I think these other tight ends are absolutely going to be able to fill that role. But yeah, Bobo would be a, a fool if he didn't have a whole bunch of plays lined up for Brock already, man. He's going to be, he's going to get his. If well, and it's not like, you know, defenses weren't trying to key on Brock last mm-hmm. year. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been, that's been happening since at least like what the last quarter, maybe of the yeah. freshman season, like yeah. sure. Clemson, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like after that, you know, like by the by the middle of his mid of his freshman year, people were already. I guess you know, Ohio State had the best success because remember, you remember watching the game, mm-hmm. watch the replay where was it Herbstreit? He's like, I don't know why they're not throwing to him. It's like because he's double teamed. <laughs> finally, got right. open kind of late in the game, and they were able to make it work. But yeah, they were they had the most success trying to stop him. But he still, when it mattered the most, he had a couple good catches down that stretch, man. So and that ridiculous, I call it the twister play. Or the yoga play, whatever you want to call me, that that saved the season. You you could circle seven different things that saved the season that game, uh, yeah. but that was one of them. How he did that, I have no idea. Kept that it, ball in bounds. It makes it makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> it defi- defies so, physics. <laughs> I don't know, man. That that it, it's some people just have instincts and know what to do with their body. I don't. I, I would look like a fool rolling all over the ground that that play. But yeah, it was well, pretty cool. Imagine if there was no replay too. I know. I don't know. Like, oh, you know, down. like I, I know people will get mad about it slowing down the game. Uh, mm-hmm. but that's I don't know. That's exhibit A to me of why yep. why you do I mean I, I think you should use technology to its advantages when you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Seriously. Well, with with so Logan, what's your what's your outlook for Bobo? We've talked about him a little bit. Does the does the monk into Bobo transition concern you at all? No, um, not at all. If if you watched Let's say you let's say we were in Mike Bobo's shoes and you watched Todd Munkin under his tutelage, if you would, uh, do what he did last year. You'd be a fool not to adopt a lot of those wrinkles, take on some philosophies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure the playbook's not going to change very much. The the verbiage is not going to change very much. Um, no, I, th- I thought Bobo was extremely underrated when he was at Georgia, I think. And here's the thing. I think that his time at Georgia, unfortunately, for a lot of people, not everybody, but for a lot of people, they could not escape what happened in South Carolina 2014. That's where the whole run the damn ball Bobo thing came from. And look, that was that was a game that pitted 
you know, a good, not great. Oh, yeah, look at there you go. They'd run the dang ball. Um, <laughs> John's showing off his hat here. But, yeah, it's uh, – I, I don't know. You had Todd Gurley at the line. And, and we, I, we can go down and recite the scenario. We had an interception. We were down by, I think, seven at the time, um, whatever it was, whatever the scenario was. But we get the ball down at the goal line. And he runs the fake to Gurley, and he mm. run or this is uh, was it Hudson Mason runs to his yeah. right, and then it was the intentional grounding, and yeah. then you're backed up a little bit, and then so on, and then from that one play, so many Georgia fans wanted to forget about the ridiculous stats that Bobo put up for years, those crooked numbers, that massive offense over yeah. the one little faux pas, and it goes even further for me that if that play had worked. Let's say Hudson does roll to his right and he finds an Arthur Lynch or somebody in the end zone. We are screaming that Bobo's the biggest genius that's ever come to Athens. <laughs> he took a yes. shot on something. It collapsed. It melted down. And for a lot of people out there, they just can't get past that. Yeah, and I don't think the- that's fair, to be honest with you. I think Bobo was a phenomenal offensive coordinator, and he'll be just fine. And, Jim, you said it a minute ago, man, Bobo has never had the weapons and the offensive line that he has now. And it's going to be it's going to be a, a absolutely seamless transition, in my opinion. I don't, I don't even think about it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Monken was Monken was basically, like, singing, singing Bobo's praises because, like, mm-hmm. there was, like, that one play. I can't remember which one it was, but he was like, well, that was – Mike Bobo came up with that play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but to your point, like the an SEC offensive coordinator's job in the SEC is like the most unforgiving mm. position <laughs> in college football because like there were people that were still calling for Monken's head because Stetson <laughs> was starting. You know, like <laughs> they were just unhappy just to be unhappy. <laughs> and I I love that the the gang's back together too, man. I love that Kirby's the head mm. dog. I love that Bobo's back. I love that Will Muschamp, secret agent Muschamp, has gone and destroyed. Uh, where, where did he all go? He went to Texas first, and he went to Florida to South Carolina. And now he's back home. He did his he did his job. Uh, but I think he's a phenomenal defensive coordinator. I really do. He never failed at a defensive coordinator. He never mm-hmm. handled the CEO head job. A lot of people have gone that same route. I think these three right now are so happy together. And I I wish I could like see it with no cameras, no journalists, no nothing. I want to see what it's like in the living room of some of these South Georgia kids when the three of them go recruit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's got to yeah. be. Oh, that's I- just a phenomenal thing. I can't, I can't imagine. I mean, and just to go from, I mean, you know, like those three guys were like sitting at Allen's having a hamburger and a beer, <laughs> oh, you yeah. know, back in the nineties. And now they're yeah. running their alma mater, this football program. It's, uh, oh, it's like, I, I don't know, it's gotta be a dream come true. Kind of I would be surprised if ESPN, like if game day doesn't come to town and they don't have some kind of like sec, like segment on that yeah. story. Like if they don't yeah. like, we need to get someone at the university to get off their <laughs> so if game, if game day comes this year what game would it be well i mean you know, I don't know if I mean, we have one or if we're <laughs> yeah i i guess if south carolina like whips up on north carolina week one uh maybe there's a little bit of interest in coming to rc south carolina but i'm not counting on that i mean i'd i'd have to go look and see the other games on the schedule i think is that ohio state notre dame i think that's that weekend so you can rule it out. Maybe, maybe Ole Miss will surprise us like Kentucky and Arkansas did a few years ago. Yeah. Maybe Ole Miss will have a really good year. They'll they'll be, you know, whatever in one, then they'll come here. Maybe we'll get game day, but I'm not making game day plans this year. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna be around, unfortunately. <laughs> no. No, there there's some there's some folks that are like saying that Missouri could be could be the hotness this year. That's right? actually true. I think we uh 
We do this thing. We're, we we are not unique to this on the morning show, but me and Dave both have a Phil Steele magazine, and we spin the wheel. We mm. hit a random generator, and we'll come up with a number on Phil's power pole. Then we'll flip to that page, and we'll just spend a few minutes picking apart that team and just kind of coming up with nuggets, coming up with whatever we can. And we got to Missouri a couple of days ago, and uh, forgive me, I don't have their schedule in front of me right now, but they absolutely could be undefeated when they come to Athens. I mm. forgot who was playing. I don't have a helmet schedule right here, but. I guess I can pull it up while I'm talking, but yeah, they very much could uh, come to Athens with no losses and maybe that'll be, you know, college game day does want to come and see the champs. I believe that. So, I, I don't think they avoid Georgia like, like a lot of us people believe. LSU and Kentucky are their biggest roadblocks yeah. ahead of Georgia. They got South Dakota, the Coyotes, uh, Middle Tennessee State, Kansas State, uh, but that's at home. Okay. Uh, Memphis, Vanderbilt, LSU, Kentucky, South Carolina. That's their slate ahead of the Georgia game. So uh, LSU is going to be really tough to, <laughs> yeah. uh, to figure that one out. They get they get um, LSU at home though. Yeah, I mean that. But but there's the thing: if they are undefeated, that means they would have already knocked off a team like LSU, make them even more intriguing. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So maybe exactly. maybe kind of hinges on October seventh, what happens against Missouri. But hey, I'm all for it, man. Go go go, cats. Go go, make it happen. Yeah, the I other just... one. The other one could potentially be Ole Miss if one mm-hmm. of those, you know, upsets like a, a Alabama or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have a gauntlet that they've got. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they it play just... Georgia Tech. They play Alabama. They play LSU. They play Auburn. Mm-hmm. Like, it just feels like every year when we that we do complain about the home schedule, the yeah. big game is not who you thought it was going to be, kind of deal. You know, like like you mentioned that Arkansas game, right? I mean, mm-hmm. who in the world would have thought that that would have been? As hyped as it was, right? One of my favorite – I remember it's ironically – so my brother lives out in Utah. That's why I go out there a couple times a year. But I was in Utah a little bit later than normal back in 2021. It was like mid-September. And I was out there when they announced the kickoff time for Arkansas. Mm. And I remember mm. being like – I remember vividly driving in the car, opened up. I was like, really? Noon? you got to be mm. kidding me. Like number one versus number eight? Like why is this not a night game? And little did yeah. we know then that we were in for the best noon atmosphere that we've ever had in Sanford Stadium. I can't describe it. I mean, if you got you guys were there, right? I was there. Was, yeah, it was unreal. How how did that happen? I have no explanation. We we then, we went. We had the whole family there, so we brought our mm-hmm. both of our girls, which is not they usually don't want to go. That was that was the game we took them to. So like, yeah. oh, you know, nooner, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and. Uh, I had like I had like my Beats headphones because I was I, I still try to listen to the radio in the stadium and I was trying yeah. this like Bluetooth setup it didn't work but they're noise canceling and so both my mm-hmm. girls were fighting over my noise canceling headphones <laughs> because it was so loud like they had a headache so it was awesome man. <laughs> absolutely awesome but yeah there will be a surprise team on the schedule could it be a Kentucky could it be an Ole Miss could it be yeah you know, South Carolina is a little bit too early there's not enough time to get the the hype involved but yeah we'll we'll have it we'll have we'll be just fine at home this year. Who who cares what the other people are saying about our schedule? I I would have loved to have gone to Oklahoma. I wish yeah. that would, um, but it yep. didn't, and it is what it is, and and we'll go from there. But I, it's it's our opponent's fault. Blame <laughs> blame South Carolina, blame Auburn, blame Florida, <laughs> blame these guys for not being better. And uh, and you say, oh well, well, it actually is George's fault because we out recruit, we out work, <laughs> we out prepare, we out play, we kick their ass on the field. And then they're the ones that kick and scream and cry and call our schedule weak. I mean, it's 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 look in the mirror. That's what it is. Yeah, I hope right. our schedule's weak for the rest of my life because that means Kirby's doing it right. Well, and if you give like you know random other team in college football our schedule, it doesn't look so easy. It looks so easy because we're we're the ones playing it. 
You know, I love that was one of Kirby's media day quotes. He's like, if you think our schedule's tough, come play it. It's like, I hear you, man. There's a lot yeah. of teams out there that, you know, we're not, that's not targeted to Alabama or Ohio state or, or, right. you know, Clemson even that's, that's geared toward the Art Auburn fan that wants to run their mouth. I mean, yeah, come play our schedule. See what happens. Yeah. So we can't, we can't play ourselves. I'm, I'm sorry. So I've, whatever, I'm, I'm, I've, 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 I've gotten so like untriggered by that whole argument. Now it just kind of feeds my soul every time I see it. So it's all I've good. got, I've got one thing to throw out there mm-hmm. in terms of like that, what, what game could, could our game be like? Kentucky's schedule prior to the Georgia game sets up sets them up to potentially be undefeated coming into Georgia. They're preseason number twenty four, I think. Um, so if they're undefeated, that could be a potential game yeah. too. And and you know that would be a, a game of two unbeaten's. But but there are the Red River rivalry. I don't know if they're gonna. I don't know if game day is gonna be there. Oklahoma Texas plays that year out uh, that that, yeah. that weekend. Alabama Texas A and M. But that could be a game of two unbeaten's. Yeah, and, and I got to backtrack a little bit. When I said we said that about Missouri, I had a brain fart. It was Kentucky we talked about. Okay. Um, and, and yeah, that makes more sense because once I saw LSU, I was like, no, I surely didn't think that Missouri's going to be LSU. But yes, <laughs> Kentucky's schedule, absolutely. And to John's point there, they're already sort of preseason kind of right. for the rankings. That could put them up there in the well, – they were 11 when they came here in 21. And I could see them in the 15-ish range if they win those games. That, why not? You never know. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll throw a real big curveball at you and see what y'all think about this. If you can pull it up, um, is the world ready for an undefeated Vanderbilt to come to to Georgia? <laughs> or, you know, for us to go to Nashville? Yeah, I, I know you're laughing, but pull that schedule up and uh, let's let's break this down game by game for just a second because it's uh it's a little bit more manageable than you might think. So if, Vanderbilt starts if to see run this table, it's going to be so amazing. Go ahead, How amazing would it be? So week one, Vanderbilt's going to be uh, hosting Hawaii. That's actually week zero, okay. uh, August 26th. They hung 63 on the Warriors last year in Hawaii. They're going to win that game. Yes. Then they go to, then they host Alabama A&M. Okay. That's, that's a win, right? We're not going to argue that, are we? They're two and oh. Right. Uh, they're going to go to Wake Forest and Sam Hartman is no longer there. I don't trust Wake Forest to be good every single year. They're either like sneaky yeah. good or they, they're, they're not at all. I think Vanderbilt springs an upset in Wake Forest. Then they go out to the desert and play a really terrible UNLV team. That's not a good team. They're 4-0, guys. Mm -hmm. Then the next week, they're going to host Kentucky. Guess what they did in Lexington last year with Will Levis? They beat Kentucky last year. So Mm -hmm. why could they not do it again? Uh, So that puts them at 5-0. Then they got Missouri, who you never know. That's a coin flip, is it not? I mean, I I don't think they're going to beat Missouri, but they could. And then Florida, I think, is absolute hot garbage this year. And then we go there. They could be 7-0, and guys. Do the math right. They could be 7-0 and when we go to Nashville. That would be amazing. How fun would that be? That would be amazing. Two teams playing in a high school stadium. Have I sold anybody on this? Is anybody buying the Logan Booker Vandy special, man? Let me tell you. Let me tell you how pissed they're going to be if that does happen. <laughs> their, their stadium is like in complete shambles. Yes. <laughs> All right. So here's you. here's the question. Let's say that happens. Vandy has run the table. Georgia yeah. goes to Vanderbilt. Is the stadium still like eighty percent red? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. They 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 they're not going to be bought in. And it like like you said, it's under massive construction right now. Uh, I think that's one of those games, honestly, that Georgia fans have already got tickets to. They we I don't just, just want to win. 
most yeah. people already have tickets that I yeah. know of. Yeah. That's one of those like every other year traditions for a lot of fan groups or like groups of friends that do that every year. So they've already got tickets to it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I still think Georgia does the takeover in that case. So I, I don't know, seven and oh, no, <laughs> six and one, probably not. Five and two. <laughs> yeah, let's let's buy five and two. Let's go uh, five and two, Vandy. Why not? Do you guys also know the number that uh, Georgia has currently scored 126 consecutive points on Vanderbilt? Isn't that crazy? What? Yeah. So we beat them. What was it? 55 nothing last year. 63 nothing the year before. Then we scored the final nine in 2019 before the game was over. So we have scored whatever that. I know the number. I may have said the scores wrong, but we have scored 126 straight points on Vandy. Can we grow that to 150? I'm just wow. saying people wanted to say that the Georgia coaches and players didn't care about oh. Vanderbilt canceling the 2020 game. I beg to differ. Kirby care. <laughs> I beg Kirby to differ. Care. That 35 <laughs> nothing first quarter in 2021. That that was absolutely a statement, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For and then sure. he just did it again the next year. Why not? So uh and that was uh this last year, that was the uh Bulldogs battling breast cancer. Uh mm. Points pledge. So yeah. I know uh, Dwight yeah. over there. <laughs> you thoroughly you enjoy that, that. That's awesome. Do you think that Kirby has like a, a a little bit of a I don't know quiet rivalry with with what's what's the guy's name Clark Lee? Yeah, Clark Lee. That, Clark Lee. Yeah. Didn't he make a like little kind of dig at him at, at media days as well? Like after after remember. Clark's after Clark's uh filibuster or something like that. Yeah, I think he probably <laughs> made a little joke, but but remember it wasn't Clark Lee that didn't come to Vandy or to Georgia. Yeah, uh, back in the COVID year. Who was it that got fired eventually? I, I forgot who the coach was. was I had Derek Mason. Who was it? Was it Mason? No, he was gone for a while. I cannot remember who the Vandy coach was, to be honest with you. But uh, but it was not Clark Lee. Clark Lee's first year was the uh, 2022. This is actually year two for Clark Lee coming up. But didn't Clark Lee come on like right at the end though? Didn't he actually start in the middle? Of, I think it he was started Mason. in December. I thought I thought Mason. Yeah, he replaced, got fired he replaced Derek Mason. Yeah, so it yeah. was Mason. Okay, my my apologies. I'm not even. But it might have even been Lee because like he it was act it was an actual like mid year transition that year. Okay, so yeah. But yeah, uh, which I, I also feel like he looks kind of like Brad Guzan, but yeah. that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Jim got me on that one. <laughs> Vanderbilt. Have y'all been to Vandy for a game? I have, but not since college. So not since oh, like 2000. I it's a great trip. I, I, yeah. I hate that we're probably going to lose them as an annual rival. I mean, not rival, but an annual matchup because it is such a fun trip. Yeah. Um, one yeah. of my like pet peeves, I, I hate hearing anybody like a Georgia fan, make the joke of like, yeah, we got to get rid of Vandy in the SEC. Like, no, we don't. Like that, they're they're perfect. They're, they're the greatest <laughs> addition to our conference that doesn't matter because it's it's Nashville, which is a wonderful city. Uh, mm-hmm. Love going there. It, it's it, pretty much a guaranteed win when you go. I mean, we've lost a couple here and there, but yeah, uh, it's just a good trip with your buds, and it's 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 a good place, man. So never ever ever get rid of Vandy, and they bolster our academic averages so high, man. So. <laughs> We appreciate yes. them for that. No, I Missouri, know, I Missouri is the team to get rid of. Missouri is the team to get rid of. I, yeah. I, they do nothing for me. Nothing. They really uh, do. I, I've yeah. never been to Missouri. My in-laws have. They were not very impressed. But, yeah, I've, I've been a lot of places, but I've never been to Gainesville, and I hope never to. Um, but I also hope to never go to Van- – I mean, Columbia, Missouri. I just have no interest whatsoever. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> me neither. I, I, love, I love traveling with the dogs, and that's one thing. But, like, if I never hop on a plane to go to Missouri, I'm I'm fine. 
Well, they're in the they're in the Midwest. It's not exactly. It's not the Southeast. I don't. I yeah, don't get know. rid of them. Get for the them. for the fact checkers that are out there, uh, it was Derek Mason. Derek Mason was, was fired in, at the end of November, and Clark wow. Lee took over in December. Okay, or Lee, but, I didn't realize that. All right, but okay, we, we can move on. But my question is: Remember, everything was delayed, and that was supposed to be like our last game. So it's possible yeah. that that game was scheduled for December because yeah. it was SEC only schedule and all that kind of stuff. But you know, I, I I've got it in a I've got it in a shoebox here. I'm not going to try to dig through it. But <laughs> one thing I thought this was kind of neat that um after the COVID You're right. year, this was the COVID Jim's year right. sucked. I mean, I, I hate everything about the COVID year. Mm-hmm. But that game for Vanderbilt. So the, that year they were not they did not give media all the credentials at once. They kind of gave it to you game by game because mm-hmm. uh, they didn't know what games were going to happen and where they were going to be. So they kind of right. waited and said, "All right, here's your. We'll put them in the mail for your game coming up this week." Uh, Claude Felton, you know who Claude is, the SID. Oh, yeah. He, um, I, I guess he did this for most or all media randomly after the season was over. This was like in the spring already of 21. I get a letter in the mail, a little package from the University of Georgia's sports media department, and it's the credential for the Vandy game. Mm. And it was just a really short write up from Claude that just says, Hey, just thought you may want to have a little memento from the game that never happened. And it was like, That's kind of uh, cool. I mean, like, yeah, like, is it a bad memory sure but it's also a kind of a kind of a cool rare artifact you know what i mean it's like yeah. it's, it's a credential for a game that never took place the game that never and, took place yeah which that which is, cool. is so i'm still trying to wrap my head around that there were games that didn't happen because that that doesn't happen you know mm, it yeah. feels like a lifetime ago thinking back on, on all those things but jim is correct jim is correct it was december 19th and it was canceled okay. so mm. it was not Derek mason yeah man i'm good for something uh that was that was that was a game that it was played zero times, but we previewed it twice on this right. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Uh, Maybe they listen to y'all and they're like, we're not going down to Athens, man. Yeah, seriously. Kick our butts. Seriously. Uh uh I know Logan, you've got a morning show to get to in the morning. You want to yeah. uh you guys want to hit the hit, hit some of these listener questions? Yeah, let's I definitely want to answer some of those. I saw them on Twitter. There's some good ones. There were some good questions. All yeah. right, so I, I bundled the first few because there was some some uniform Twitter. And I feel like the first one is kind of easy. So John Michael D said, is uniform Twitter dead now outside of recruiting photos? And he tagged a friend of the show, Hunter Jones, Hunter, uh, also designer <laughs> of the uh, Cheesehead sticker. Uh, he so, He's brilliant, man. <laughs> uh, but so I, I, I will say my, my preface to answering this is it's not totally dead because we got three uniform questions. <laughs> <laughs> <For the podcast. laughs> Twitter's not dead. I think Kirby may be uninterested right now, but that's yeah. that's a different different level. Oh wait, I was about to say, did Hunter did Hunter like die overnight? Like he's he's not going <laughs> yeah. anywhere. Although, is it uniform Twitter or is it uniform X? I don't even know what. Oh, sorry, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> these things. These so things don't need to be discussed. <laughs> hey, here, here's. I don't know if y'all saw this or not. Do you do you guys? Yeah, yeah. The X and Twitter. Forget that, man. Um. Do you guys follow the UGA equipment account? On yes. yes. It's yes. So Did amazing. you notice about a month ago, they had this real short video of them like hanging up a jersey or two. Mm-hmm. And the caption or something said a brand, a new jersey for Harry Dog coming this year. Mm. But they didn't really show anything or like elaborate. And I don't know if it's going to be like a drastic change or if it's just something little tweak here and there. Uh, I'm anxious to see it because I have no idea. I haven't gotten any inside info at all on what it is. Ooh, I missed that. But interesting. We no have we, we need to we need to exercise some resources there, Jim. Yeah, we hit, hit up some inside sources. Makes, for that one. Make some calls, man. 
Uh, as far as as far as uniform Twitter, no, it's alive and well. We we, we I love talking uniforms, but I yeah. don't I don't think it's I, I think we're all wasting our time if any of us get excited at all about any rumor we hear. I don't think Kirby's interested anytime soon. I, I kind of feel like and, and I don't even know if it's a superstition or if he just realizes that like, hey, there's no need to change a damn thing in the short term. Exactly. Uh, the potential <laughs> to be the first team to win back to back to back champions since Minnesota in the, the pre-modern era. Um, I don't think he's going to get cute ever. Now, when this streak, if you want to refer to it as that, eventually, believe it or not, are y'all sitting down? I know you just <laughs> took a big swig of your drink, John. We're just going to lose a football game at some point. What? I, don't know, I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And Georgia's not going to win a championship some season in the near future. It's going to be it maybe It may be in Carter's lifetime. It's uh, possible. Yeah. <laughs> it, it could be. But, but – I do think that once that takes place and we're sort of back to, all right, let's get ready for another season without all the distraction of, can you three Pete? Can you do this? Can you keep it going? And you're just sort of settled into a season. Then I think we may get those uh, 1980 jerseys that Kirby admitted he loves, by the way, yeah. that he wore against Arkansas in 2020, or we may get a, a random black Jersey in a night game. I, I, and I think that needs to be no, more normal than it is already. But so that's a that's a pro segue to the next question because that so from Brett Belding, which shout out Brett, I got to meet yeah. Brett in person uh, on Trip Island over Fourth of July. Uh, but uh, so he said at SEC Media Days on a radio interview, Kirby said they still have the white red eighty throwback mm. uniforms they wore for twenty twenty. That's what you're talking about, Logan. He he kind of goes the other way. So I think this is kind of the inverse of what you're saying. He said, "How many titles does he need to win?" Or he'll give in and give us an alternate on the field, but you're you're kind of thinking it's the opposite. Yeah, I, I think it, I think it's the next season in which Georgia's not defending a national championship. That's mm. a better way to put that. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that's mm. the next time we'll see an alternate jersey. Um, that makes sense. Did y'all did y'all hear this? I, I I don't know where I heard it, but I I think it's pretty official that Kirby does have that like fun bone in his body. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were supposed to play Virginia. In the year 2020, prior to the COVID, just shuffling everything up. Yeah, my understanding is that those 1980 throwback red pant white top jerseys, they were supposed to be a run through the tunnel surprise for the fans down at Mercedes Benz Stadium. They the may thing. have even planned on warming up in regular jerseys and then swapping them for the smoke. And hey, it's time to kick off. Yeah, uh, that that I'm pretty of the belief through people I've talked to that that was the plan for that. Yeah. And I'm glad they stuck with them for that Arkansas game because they were a purpose. They were they were honoring an anniversary of right. a really good year for Georgia. I know that 1980s become a joke for a lot of people outside of Georgia, but it's okay to be proud of a national championship 40 years ago. And that's what that yeah. was. That, that was kind of cool. But uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, the fact that Kirby had that planned, I, I definitely think in the future he'll do something similar to that again. I just don't think it's going to be this season because there's so much laser focus on doing something unfathomable, and that's the three P. Yeah. So are we good. are we coming up on any anniversary? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the two year anniversary of 2021, man. Every every other year we just celebrate that. Uh, well, let's let's see what what's this upcoming year? Twenty three, uh, 2013 was a good not great season what was what happened in 2003 we had a good team in 03 yeah 2003 we went to the sec championship game and and lost it 93 was uh 
I and we don't want to talk about a little bit out of my like memory bank here, but <laughs> uh, 93 was not so great. 93 yeah. was not so great. That was yeah. a year yeah. after like Hearst and Hastings left. So, so no, that, that was our scientific research of we're not coming up on any anniversary right now. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> I right, agree right. that. I, I, I also... just wish I, I just wish that we would just go with the blanket, like this is this is the rotation. Mm-hmm. Auburn, you know, Auburn at home, we're yes. in black. Tennessee on the road, we're in red pants, that I kind think, of thing. I think yes. all NFL teams do it, don't they? I, I know you can pull up on the Falcons website. They'll give mm-hmm. you the uniform combo of every single game this upcoming season, every single one. So what's uh, weird is Georgia, I I, I could be wrong, but it, Logan, you would know better than I, than I do. I feel like in 2016, we did that. In Kirby's first season, mm-hmm. or at a minimum, he said, we will wear the black jerseys. Now yeah. it was against like a directional school. I can't even remember which game it was. Louisiana um, Lafayette in November. Late okay. November. So, yeah. you know, you know, whatever, like not yeah. a big game, but exactly. we knew before the season started mm-hmm. that it was going to happen. I feel like if you demystify it, Mm-hmm. then like you don't have to i don't know because it's all about to me like the uniform police right yeah. they're the the anti-uniform twitter and yeah and they're and the ones you're gonna pile on if you lose them you know yeah and th- this kind of goes into my theory is that like at the time kirby absolutely first year wanted to normalize the black jersey by doing exactly that hey let yeah. you know another time it's going to be a directional cupcake school the week of thanksgiving but here's your black jersey yeah and then 17 happened and we got really good and right. uh, I think he kind of puckered True. down into that, like, all serious mode. And then what was the next time we wore him was Mississippi State against uh, in the COVID year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wore, we wore the jerseys right. then. And I think that was almost sort of a, a little treat for the fans that have stuck through COVID, honestly. We yeah. got a night game. We knew the jerseys. In fact, before the season started, remember they unveiled the black jersey with the spikes, which I hate, yep. by the way. I did. I'm, I'm not, not gonna, a fan. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and, and blast anybody that bought those and stuff. Dude, if you love it, you love it. That's great. But I just wasn't a fan of the the spikes. Yeah. Um, but we wore them for Mississippi State. And then it was by request of the Chick-fil-A Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, the Peach Bowl. They love doing a color-on-color scheme. If you ever picked up on that. Yeah. Uh, whether whether it's a, a, a preseason, what do they call the uh, Chick-fil-A kickoff game, or the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, the, whoever runs that thing, they love – pulling out color on color mm-hmm. uh, go back and look at georgia red and oregon green this past year i mean it's mm-hmm. they, they asked cincinnati and georgia to go black and red and they did and it was pretty sweet yeah. it looked pretty good out there um but yeah it, that, that that was by request i just think we're in such all business mode right now that it's going to take a little time so you know, logan i'm, we, you, I'm you, throwing you, it out there uh-oh. do it uh-oh. i'm throwing it out there that it could be could it could it be the dunk on online to complete the SEC <laughs> the SEC like try, uh, I, I don't know it. what you call Why it not? the, <laughs> the Thanos not? the Thanos ring <laughs> I guess uh you know also was it Auburn has sort of been Kirby I'm sorry Hugh Freeze has been one of those Kirby kryptonite things man he beat him yeah. twice when he was the defensive coordinator at Alabama then he beat him he was the old Miss coach when we lost to him so bad in 16 so. Yeah, maybe we can dunk on Hugh Freeze at some point too, man. And then Auburn so synonymous with the black jerseys. How about next year we bust them out at home when Auburn comes by? Yeah, yeah I mean nice. that's my that's my stance. We should wear them at yeah. home against Auburn every year, but for sure, no yeah. happen. But for I sure. so so Logan, my trivia question for you since you had this yep. is from Kirby's playing days. Why does he hate alternate uniforms? Do do you know yep. what happened to Kirby? Wasn't it the '98 Florida game? Yes. Yes. And he hated those black pants, and I'm with him. They were terrible. It was, it was that game. It was because they had worn the black pants the year before against Wisconsin oh. in the Outback Bowl, but with white jerseys. And then against yeah. Florida '98, it was red 
red jersey black pants and it was not not a good look not a yeah good. That, was, that was my first year i was there look i i don't love <laughs> the red pants like a lot of people do i i know that that's sort of a hot take and people will blast me for saying that but i'm not a fan of the red pants some people love them i, I don't i i just, I, I just don't. i'm not a huge fan either logan yeah. so i'll, I'll jump in there with you Cheers, i mean dude. it's not it's not uh it's not that i hate them but like it's just like yeah you know yeah. i could if if they never did it again, I wouldn't be upset. The black just, jerseys, though, the black jerseys upset me. Wait, you, so you don't like the black jerseys? No, it it upsets it upsets me that we don't have that as oh, like I'm a sorry, regular my, yeah, repertoire. Gotcha. I misunderstood you. I was about to kick, no. kick you off the podcast. It's <laughs> <laughs> about to be my guy to podcast with Logan and Jim. I'm looking for, I'm looking for work right now, man. Um, now the the black jerseys are phenomenal and and back to the spikes again I don't want to sit here and criticize them I know that it was they tried it but I'm just a, I'm, I'm of the belief that you dress as a football player not as your mascot it, it turned mm-hmm. into a costume and I don't I don't need us to dress like little bulldogs all over the field we don't need that I mean should should we have put one of the hairy dog tails in the pants that we have when we ran around like maybe that would have made that costume even better, but but yeah, it looks like and they did show pictures of the updated block numbers, uh, and the newest version of the black jerseys do not have the collar, and that yeah, they, they should. that was good. Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't. How about like how about a how about a throwback to like the old old school with the silver G with a silver helmet and block G? I actually I, think that would be. I wouldn't. I wouldn't I, mind if we did that for homecoming one game yep. and did the silver helmet with a black G. Yes. I think that would be pretty cool. I don't know if uh, Hunter mocked one of those up or if it was somebody else, but I've seen a mock up that looked pretty good. I yeah, mean, it, it was would Hunter. be pretty sweet. Yeah, Hunter has Very done that. Sweet. It would be. Well, sweet. What was uh? Was it? Let me do my math. Was it? Was it nineteen twenty eight that Sanford Stadium opened? I think I'm saying that right. Nineteen twenty eight. You're testing us. You're testing us. I'm not Jeff Dantzler. I know. <laughs> He'd be mad at us for not knowing this right now, but. I think it was 1928. We beat Yale, big, big time game. They were really good back then. Why not get Yale to come back down in 2028, do a hundred year, we'll wear the silver, everything. How has this not been discussed? Has, before, has this been discussed by anyone else? This is an amazing idea. Before, it's definitely been discussed in our morning show, but uh, <laughs> I don't think Yale has interest. Uh, they're they're Fair. not a paycheck program. Have you seen the, the endowment at Yale? They're not hurting. They're doing just fine. <laughs> Uh, they don't. They don't. They don't need to get a paycheck from Georgia so they can afford uniforms. If you know what I'm saying. Was but 1929. Was it 29? Yeah, that sounds right. The first game in Sanford Stadium. So get them down in 2029, and they are scheduled in the next like three or four years to go to Georgia Southern. So they will come to Georgia. Mm. But will they come to Athens? I doubt it. But that'd be kind of cool if we did convince them to do that. Doubtful. Doubtful. Highly doubtful. Uh, let's see. I think we already answered, and we actually, we may have answered both of these. So for 51 to seven GATA, someone has to ask, will we see the black jerseys this year? I think we're all unanimous. No, but we'd um, all be happy if we did. Agreed. Agreed. Yes. Um, what are y'all's thoughts about the part of the schedule with Missouri and Ole Miss? I believe that the schedule will be more difficult than most think, especially those two games, considering they are right before UT. So we didn't talk about that angle of it, of those two back to back leading up to, leading up to that Tennessee mm-hmm. game. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I do think, I think that is, I don't know, like that stands out to me as the part that could be, again, think it's going to be a bad home home schedule. Those are the ones that, that stand so out I, to me. I, I think we're probably recency bias scarred by Missouri. I, I think we we, mm. we all remember that year where, look, I convinced myself at least four different times that, oh my God, we're actually going to lose to Missouri. <laughs> and and then somehow we pulled it off and we avoided a big giant embarrassment 
I just don't see that happening in Sanford Stadium this year in November. That, that's a really good time slot. I love that early November kickoff. That's a beautiful, beautiful weekend to be in Athens. Yeah, uh, It should be coming off another big win over Florida. That'd be a big shock if it's not. Um, mm-hmm. The mood's going to be good. And I think Missouri's going to walk into the Hornets' nest, man. That that could be one of those like 7.30 night games, too. It could be a really cool atmosphere. Um, so I, I don't see Missouri springing that upset this year. And I, I do think Kirby... I think he thinks of things like we've already talked about. I guarantee that he has conversations with his dad or his buddies about mm. haven't beat Ole Miss yet. Got to beat Ole Miss. Haven't beat this. the last team yeah. in the SEC. I don't see Lane coming in here and springing an upset either. Yeah. Um, but but I do like whoever asked the question, uh, Jim, I do like the angle that that is the week before Tennessee. Maybe there is a little look ahead that, that we need to think about. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, we kinda, I don't know if we talked about it on this show or it was my show this morning. I absolutely think Tennessee has – multiple losses by the time we play them November 18th. I, I just, I don't see them beating Bama. I think A&M beats them this year. I think South Carolina may spring another upset for all I know, but I don't think the game at Tennessee is going to be as big as Tennessee fans want that game to be. Cause I think Georgia will have already clinched the East by the time we go up there in November 18th. Yeah. Well, I mean, mm. I just, I mean, I, I mean, you know, it's, it's funny to me how upset Tennessee fans were about, how could Hendon Hooker not be the Heisman, et cetera. Mm. But now they're just pretending like, oh, they're just going to, you know, trot Milton out there and have to drop off. You know, I, that is interesting to me. I, I'll, I'll use a comparison on somebody. I, I mean this in a loving way because Bryce Ramsey sweat, he bled, he worked hard mm. for Georgia. He just never got it together. He punted. He punted. <laughs> You're absolutely, he, he was a, he was a dog. Uh, but Bryce Ramsey, I'm telling you, seeing him at practice and seeing him do certain things had one of the best arms I've ever seen in my life. Mm. Fantastic, strong arm could throw that thing about a hundred yards if he really wanted to. But unfortunately we know on game days, it never really clicked. There's a reason Joe Milton is a year five as a college quarterback and has never been a starter because he can throw the ball over those mountains like uncle Rico, but he can't (laughs) hit the side of the barn, dude. He can't. (laughs) You're going to see him launch footballs into his receivers stomachs from eight yards away and just knock their hands off. You're going to see him overthrow so many things this upcoming year. If he resembles anything like Hendon Hooker last year, put me in the the shocks department. He's not going to be nearly as efficient as as uh, they think he's going to be. In fact, I said I think I said this this morning. One of my hot takes too, my bold predictions. I don't think Joe Milton starts against the dogs. Mm. I think it's the, the Nick. Um, I can't. I haven't learned to say Ooh. his name. Have y'all? I'm Lama or something. Nico, right? Nico, Nico Alama Leva. I'll learn to say it eventually, but I I was a doubter of his until I watched the Tennessee spring game. Mm. The kid's pretty darn good. Uh, He really is pretty good. I I think Joe Milton's going to kind of annoy uh, Hypel enough where he's going to say, put the freshman in at some point before November. I really do believe. No, it's Bazooka Joe. Come on, Logan. Come on, man. (laughs) Come on, man. Uh, I would love for Bazooka Joe to be playing in November. Absolutely would, but I don't think. Boca Kirby, he's going to rule the day. Bazooka Joe, he's going to lead us to promised land. Uh, Uh, Bless Tennessee's heart, man. Yeah, seriously. I, I I would love for them to crawl back into their hole because it, it it was nice when they kind of went away for a while. And then they, it was they, so they awful back. when they came back. <laughs> and not the team, the fans. They, the collective they of Tennessee. Well, the, fan, the fans were terrible, but, but I do appreciate them 
being better last year because they created one of the more memorable atmospheres we'll ever have. Yeah. Uh, when they got the number one ranking with college football playoff, that poll that week. And I, I just, I never saw that coming. Like if we had done this show this time last year, previewing the season, I don't mm. think I could have forecasted Tennessee as the number one team in the nation and that atmosphere being what it was. So maybe yeah. we'll get one of those this year, but, but yeah. I'm glad they stepped it up. That was a good thing. Yeah. No, that's true. Like crushing their soul. That was awesome. <laughs> Carter, Carter jumping up on the on the coolers and taunting (laughs) Tennessee fans is a for sure core memory. Yes, (laughs) that is. I've seen the video. That is the thing of beauty. Submit that for the Peabody. See if a Peabody award. I, I know people in the Peabody Awards. I could I could give them a, rec- a letter of recommendation, man. I like right, well, it. Now, now I'm going to go off the rails. Logan, I don't know if you saw, so throwback to Brett, who, who asked one of the earlier questions. He he tagged us in a post. Someone, uh, Herman Wood, donated his VHS collection of <laughs> taped TV Georgia games with Munson yeah. dubbed over it from his radio. And you can tell, and there's like a whistle of the radio, <laughs> which I, I sent him some direct messages we were talking about. He's like, yeah, sorry about like the pitch. I was like, no, no, no like that makes it authentic. Like that's what it was like. Uh, so that's in like the special collections library through like the Peabody mm. stuff or whatever. I uh, saw that. I, I saw the link to it. I, I opened up one just like really quick out of curiosity, but I will spend some time eventually kind of pouring over a lot more of that stuff. That's it's so you know the guy that did it, you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, not personally, I but we, we share the same last name, but we follow nice. and we follow each, yeah, each other on Twitter. <laughs> well, I, I need to make sure I follow him too. That that's that's awesome. He did that for sure. Yeah, Logan, I, think, I thanked him, Logan. I know that you're gonna appreciate it. So when you go back to that link, go check out the Munson calling the Atlanta Braves. Nice, mm. absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Sure. Yeah, I love stuff like that. I, I, somebody put a link somewhere recently to the entire like 10 hour block of the Alabama call of the, the most recent national championship game, the 33-18 game. And mm. uh, I've got the link on my phone. I I have already sat on my back porch of the lake with a beer and listened to <laughs> Eli Gold's entire fourth quarter. Not not just the pick six. I've listened to Eli's soul leave his body when A.D. Mitchell caught a ball, when Brock Bowers caught a ball. And when he realized that it's over, we're about to lose this game. Eli was just crushed. And it was, it was, I probably had three or four beers to be honest with you, but that was a great way to spend an evening, man. You need to, uh, you, need to like, like you need to clip that up. Cause I don't know that I've heard those calls. Really? I, I can get, yeah, I got to get in my studio. I can do it very easy. I can put it like a big, like five minute montage of just his lowest moments. <laughs> Oh my the gosh. entire like fourth quarter of that game. <laughs> just, just the title of the of the video is <laughs> Eli Gold's soul leaves the building. <laughs> it really uh, did, man. It really uh, did. It was amazing. Um, all right, let's see. We got a few left. Chad Jarvis. This is a good one. What's your biggest fear going into the upcoming season? Mm, I know the answer to this one, but you, I'll let you boys go first. So Chad, Chad asked this question. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, Chad. I, I said a couple of years ago, I, I said, man, if Georgia can just give me a national championship, I'm going to be stress-free. Mm. Then I got two. <laughs> I, I, mean <laughs> I mean this when I say this, that I am a stress-free, fearless son of a bitch right now. Okay, I'm I'm fine. I, I don't have a fear right now. I, I, think, I think I'm just excited to see how this plays out this year, whether it works out or not. Um, I don't see a weak point in this roster. I don't see a portion of the schedule that scares me. 
Uh, I think that George is going to have a damn good year, and I, I don't have a fear. Maybe that's just part of my my honeymoon period. But well, well, yeah. let, but let's but let's unpack this real quick. Let's say <laughs> Chad. Let's say that Bryce Young had this miraculous comeback, and Eli's soul went back into his body, and mm-hmm. they won that game. Mm-hmm. Let's say Noah Ruggles the very next year kick went through the upright, and we'd have not won a natty this year. Then what would our fear be? Because mm. yeah. I would have a million of them. <laughs> Munsoning did die. It did die down, down the sidelines. <laughs> I, I don't want to hear anybody Munsoning anytime soon. We are better than that now, yeah, man. No, Munsoning is dead. I uh, mean, would it, would it be the health of the running backs in the early season? Maybe would it be a brand new quarterback? That let's be honest. I, I uh, Carson Beck looked really good when we were up fifty-two to to seven in the national mm-hmm. championship game. Yeah, but I've seen Carson Beck look a little bit deer in the headlights along the way as well yeah, I mean, we've seen him throw pick six against uab yeah, in 2021 yeah. you know but it's interesting though because like you know if those things don't happen we're not back-to-back was stetson the quarterback the whole time and are we breaking it like there's so many you know sure. what ifs there but yeah i know um, the running back thing john i think that was yours right and i think that that was actually so that's what bubby bubby dean said it was a yeah. separate question but i think he's answering this question you know are the well, running backs potentially the weakest offensive position group this year for the dogs? And you know, you know, uh, I think depth wise, maybe. Yeah. But and in a weird, a weird roundabout way, if Georgia did not finish, if, if you got your heart broke twice the last couple of seasons, mm-hmm. you know, the biggest fear right now would be Kirby Smart. Can he ever get it done? Yeah, that's but, true. but that narrative died. That is gone yeah. now. We we have bequeathed that narrative to Ryan Day in Ohio State. <laughs> That's what they talk about in Columbus, Ohio. Now that's all they want to know is will Ryan Day ever get it done? And I'm, I'm not sure he will. So they, so they get that debate. My my only other one that I could come up with that we hadn't talked about yet is we are breaking new breaking in a new kicker. So Jack yeah. Bod was the you know the the kicker of both national championship teams. So yeah. something to watch. I mean, you know, I I, I trust that we've we, we've got what is is it Zirkle? Is he Zirkle the, right? is one of them? And then uh, there's another freshman I'm not even familiar with yet, but. Okay. So, but yeah. So th- those were the, that was the only other thing I could come up with. But yeah. in general, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm. I don't. Munsoning is dead. I'm just. <laughs> I mean, we fear nothing. All the narratives we've killed. We've killed Munson. We've killed the Kirby. Can he get it done? I, I certainly hope you're with me that we've killed the, the Jacksonville narrative. I, yeah. I I look forward to that game these days. I don't fear that anymore. Yep. Um. No, we're. I don't have any fear. <laughs> let me let me lose a few games, and I'll have more fears. But right now, <laughs> I really, truly am just in a good spot mentally when it comes to the Georgia Bulldogs. Man, agreed. It, it's it's fun. Uh, let's see, Fletcher Proctor, a friend of the show, often well, often asking questions. Great questions. How did he? Okay, it was Fletcher. You, you referenced this earlier, Logan. We can we can officially answer it now. How many mm-hmm. ways will Brock Bowers score a touchdown this year? Rush, catch, can he pass for one? Punt return, scoop and score from a safety spot. And he said, "Good, good to guys, you have back." We we announced that we're back in our in our tweet, by the way. So uh, I don't know. Can, can I mean? So the over under the over under would have to be at two and a half ways, mm-hmm. right? Because he's oh, yeah. he's he's going to score in an end around. He's going to catch a touchdown. So he's, it's does he do something else? <laughs> I, I, like I said, and I did kind of allude to it. I absolutely think he'll be rewarded for being the epitome of a damn good dog. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Davis got rewarded against Charleston Southern in 21 mm. with the running touchdown. Remember freshman Jalen Carter got to catch a touchdown pass against the Vols. Yeah. Uh, that's because he went and worked his tail off as a freshman. That was not mm. just because, hey, you go in there and do it. That was that was by design. That was a reward. 
I think if there's any, remember, um, uh, I'll go further when Rodrigo Blankenship had the opportunity to throw against Auburn in 2018. Remember that? Yeah, uh, it didn't work, but that was sort of a reward for Rodrigo. I mean, there's there's yeah. little things that get worked in, and I I I do believe, and it may come against a, a crappy opponent. It may be <laughs> state or something. That's fine. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, I do think we'll have sort of a goal line play where the the opponent thinks that we're giving that little jet sweep to Brock. Yeah, uh, but then maybe a uh, uh, Oscar Delp or someone's going to slide around the back corner and he'll be wide open in the back of the end zones. I, I definitely think that's going to at least be attempted before the year's over. I like it. I like it. Hey, throw in Jacob Eason. He almost caught a touchdown pass against Auburn at the very end of uh, 2016. Oh, Remember that? So I do. Close. Yes. Yes. I think Terry Godwin threw it. I was going to say that had to be Terry Godwin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That would have been, been sweet. He was channeling his inner Tereshinsky. There you go. <laughs> Joe nice. T, baby. Uh, let's Joe see. T. Zach, SC Dog, eight sixty four, another friend of the show. Uh, who's the most exciting player you're looking forward to watching this season? Let's take Brock Bowers out. Yes. Um, he, he had another one that, that could probably be its own episode. Uh, general thoughts and feelings on conference alignment news. I'll just say, get off my lawn. I don't. I don't like it. Mm. Go back to how it was in the nineties. That's my. That's my general thoughts. But. Um, I don't know who, who who are you guys most excited about? Let's say non Brock Bowers. I'll start with freshman. I mean, I'm sorry, sophomore Malachi Starks. Man, the dude's popping up on every single top list right now. I think someone put out like the top hundred players in college football, and he cracked the top fifty. I think you're going to see him take that year two year two bump and just be an absolutely ridiculous safety in the backfield. Man, I think he's going to be. I think he's going to have. I'll throw a number. I'll give him an over under of like four and a half interceptions this year. I think he's going to have one of those kind mm. of seasons. Hmm. Um, I'll throw, if we're sticking with defense, I'll throw Michael Williams, another sophomore that I think is absolutely destined to be an all American one day. Um, trying to think of someone to throw in on offense, unless John's in there chomping at the bit, trying to answer that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mean, I'm chomping at the bit to answer some of the other questions, but (laughs) we can, we can circle back. We can always circle back. It's our podcast. We can do what we want. That's right. We can do it. We can do it. I've been long winded and I apologize. No, no, no. It's uh, I mean, for me, like the the player that I'm most looking forward to watching is, it, I mean, it's it's Carson Beck. Yeah. I mean, yeah. to me, to me, like the the season is going to hinge a lot on how Carson Beck does, in my opinion. Because what I don't want to have is a situation where we're like, well, he's doing okay, but like we, we've got these other guys in the wings. You know what I mean? Like, I just I want to see. Mm-hmm. I want to see Carson Beck come out and like just establish himself. Cause like you said earlier, Logan, like I've seen him, I've seen him with a deer in headlights in mm-hmm. the past. But what I will say is that against the number one defense in the country, he carved them to pieces mm-hmm. in yeah. the spring game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's not something that you can like take for granted. Not to mention the fact that he's got the quarterback guru that turned Aaron Murray into, you know, <laughs> one of the most prolific passers in the SEC yep. history. Yep. Um, and Aaron didn't have near the talent level that was surrounding him. So for me, like I'm looking, I'm looking at Carson. Throw throw a little bit of love to the big ugly fellas, man. I think a Mary's <laughs> Mims might be like a dominant <laughs> right tackle. I'm serious. I, I think I, I agree. I agree. One of those like Isaiah Wilson type. By. I know Isaiah didn't work out on Sundays, but he was a force for the dogs, man. Yeah, uh, just like Andrew Thomas was on the other side. But I think Amarius may have him a year that's going to stick him like maybe in the late first round of the draft coming up. I think he's he could be that good. I, yeah, I agree. Mims, Mims, has been, Mims has been crazy. Yeah. 
So we'll see. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Buller will get another chance at the Buckeyes, man. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like, like talking about the talking about the the weakest offensive position and like what my fear is. Like you you alluded to it earlier. Like the I mean the the health of the running back position is one of my biggest fears because Kendall Milton hasn't made it through a complete season. Yeah. Um, you got Branson Robinson, who I would, I like, that would have been my answer for this question. Like, mm. a, 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 like person that you're most looking forward to, but like, I don't know to what degree that, that that's the case today. Um, Cause I don't know how long, I don't know how long he's going to be out for, you know what I mean? Um, so for me, like, I guess that, you know, you look at Kendall Milton, like, I mean, Jim and I have talked about this, like for, for a couple of years now, Dejon Edwards has been a, a little cannonball. And who who do we have that can replace the Kenny McIntosh role that we had before? You you talked about Kenny mm-hmm. Mac before as being one of the only players that's run, yep. caught, and passed for touchdown. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And then I see I see all the the NFL stuff that's going on with the preseason. Like the like Kenny Mac is is, is you know he's he's catching eyes mm-hmm. um, in his NFL rookie season preseason. So like I'm like oh man I don't know. I, I don't know. Like who, who do we have that, that can fill that role? I don't, I look across the running back room and I don't see the versatility that Kenny Mack you mm-hmm. know, presented. So I'm hoping that Dejon Edwards is, is going to be that answer. I think that he can, I, we've seen, we've seen it in, in fits and, and starts. Like I think that in a, a mop-up duty, obviously, but um, yeah. I, to, to me, like Dejon Edwards in that running back room has got to be the, the one that takes the, takes about a scruff of the neck because I, I mean, I hate to say it like Kendall Milton's had his chance, but like, can he stay healthy? If he can stay healthy, I think he's going to be one of the dominant running backs in the SEC. And it'll be like a Nick Chubb, Sonny Michelle type situation where we've got two running backs that are going to dominate the league because I think Dejon Edwards has proven himself. He deserves, he deserves reps. Yeah. S- somebody didn't watch cash Jones versus Auburn and it shows man. Cash <laughs> Jones is your answer right there, baby. <laughs> Stepping it up. No, uh, but but I'm hearing great things about Roderick Robinson, the freshman running back. We'll see what mm-hmm. kind of athleticism he shows, and and I think Andrew Paul was getting a whole lot. He's of another one, yeah. Work. He's another one, yeah. And but but I don't know what he's going to be. It, it was about a year now. I mean, in fact, a couple of weeks from now will be his like one year since he tore his ACL. So right. It takes a while. He may not be the 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 guy that he eventually will be this year, but we got we got some good depth there. We'll we'll see what happens. But you absolutely, I agree with you, John. That. We don't have a Kenny McIntyre. Uh, we don't have a, a dude that's going to do it all now. But but Dejon is a very viable role to step up in that role. See what happens. Love yeah, Dejan. yeah. Because I mean, we've been we've been spoiled with these, you know, with James Cook and then Kenny yeah. McIntosh. We had both yeah. of them at the same time, right? And yeah. there's not doesn't seem to be a guy in that in, in that mold right now. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think back, like since we've been talking about like what it what it what was the last thing that you know that Bobo did for UGA like. Did we have like that Kenny Mack role in the running back position? I went back and looked at the tight ends, but like I, I, I hadn't gone back and looked at the running backs. I mean, we had the small. We we would that was back when we would have like the one like we had like Carlton Thomas, you know, yeah. like but like not like pass catching like that. I don't think. I mean, unless you. I mean, we had you know we had Gershel, right? You had Gurley and Keith Marshall, but I don't know that Keith Marshall even really fits that mold of a james cook or Kane mcintosh i don't i don't feel like he does really i just had that speed man he could get before hurt himself he would go yeah seriously seriously uh all right last one friend of the show fraternity brother of john and i tim riley (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> the Georgia fan formerly known as miserable, miserable in Minnesota has moved back to Georgia. <laughs> so he said he's back in Georgia. How many games will I see in, in appearance in say in appearance in person from Jim or John and Evans? And where should they prepare, be prepared to tailgate? Side note, parking at Myers Squad South Campus Deck will default tailgate there potentially. I mean, Riley, I don't know offhand how many games I'll be to at, but uh, we'll definitely we'll definitely see that. John, John, are you are you still going to be game time decision most most weeks this year? I know I know you sports are changing for you guys, so a, a, a lot of weeks that will be the case. Um, but I will say that the Kentucky game looms large for a number of reasons. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. I, I, I'm not going to divulge the location of Logan's tailgate, but he has a good one. I was about to say, should I divulge it? Because, because it's also perfect. And I don't want it to it be is like perfect. everybody finds out because there's free parking. There's a <laughs> wide open spaces. It's an easy, beautiful walk to the stadium. Uh, so yeah, meet me at the uh, North campus parking deck, top level. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's, that's not where I tailgate, but, but no, it's, it's, <laughs> the, the location I'll, I'll leave that for, for your inner circle. If you guys want to yes. share it for uh, yes. where I am. So it's, it is a great spot and anybody is always, always like you guys have stopped by it's, you're always welcome to swing through, man. We like to eat the opposing mascot. Uh, that's mm. always fun. So mm. who's who's week one? The UT Martin Skyhawks. We could just go straight up chicken wings or something for that. <laughs> um, Are you going to have shark for Ole Miss? Like what's going yeah, on it, here? I was going <laughs> to say it, it gets weird sometimes. You know, we, uh, I've got I've got a guy that like smuggles tiger meat. We, it's it's a common opponent, but uh, tiger steaks are on on the menu. No, I'm kidding by the way, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it is nice to throw like a uh, pork uh, pork loin on the uh, grill. If you wrap it in string when you grill it, you make mm. tiger stripes. So it, you can make tiger. <laughs> but uh, no, we have a good time at our tailgate, and we I think we got a pretty solid setup. So I I, I look forward to getting out there, man. Yeah, can't wait. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. We also know a few a few other spots as well, Tim. <laughs> We also, we solved one of our biggest tailgating problems uh, recently. We got rid of the satellite. And um, I'm fortunate enough to know a couple of people that work at the university. So they have given me or let me borrow their university faculty Wi-Fi login. (laughs) And uh, because we tailgate like right up next to one of the buildings, like I'm able to pick up their Wi-Fi real easily and solidly on the computer. And uh, I'm a YouTube TV guy, so I've been able to kind of just mirror my computer onto our TV and just watch YouTube TV with a soundbar that way. And it's it's made it very, very nice over there. So we don't have to set up a satellite and like worry about weather or none of that stuff. It's it's fantastic. That is, that is that is key. That that was always uh, that was always interesting. Pointing the satellite dish yeah. in the right direction. Was, we had a dish network <laughs> for several years, man. And I'm, I'm telling you, it just decided week to week if it was going to work or not. It, mm, it was yeah, yeah. And, and we had wide open sky. It, nothing was blocking this satellite, but it, it just it was just whatever mood that satellite was in. We were at its peril, dude. I hated that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. So good to go. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm going to echo Carter. I think 15 and 0 back to back to back champs, baby. Let's let's make it happen. <laughs> and uh, but here, here's the thing. I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer here at all. But like if Georgia does not get it done this year and I know all of our rivals are chomping at the bit to watch us fail. OK, yeah, I just, I, yeah I, especially the on the recruiting trail. <laughs> exactly. But when it comes to, you know, these come, upcoming fall Saturdays, I feel the same way about them. I love watching them fail. <laughs> uh, but if we don't do it this year, 
do they actually think that we'll be remembered more for not being the team that three-peated or will we be the team that won back-to-back champions? I mean, like, we're in yeah. a really good spot right now. Yeah. The uh, yeah. the yeah. you didn't three-peat doesn't hit nearly as hard as 1980 did. I'll tell you that, dude. We're, <laughs> we are in a good place. I want everybody that listens to your show to recognize that and enjoy the ever-living hell out of it, man, because these are, these the, are the good days, days. Yeah. that we are sitting <laughs> smack dab in the middle of. And there's really no end in sight. That's the thing. Mm. If Georgia doesn't win this year, I'm going to sit here on your show next summer and be just as optimistic about <laughs> this year as I'm going to be right now. Like we've got yeah. so much good going and can't wait for the Riola era to eventually roll around whenever it does, man. Like we're, we're going to win more championships under Kirby. I promise you that. I yeah. absolutely promise you there's more coming. If it's this year or next year or just eventually, there will be more. And that that's a good feeling. Yeah, yeah, you look at you look at the roster and you're like, well, you know, they they won back to back to back. Like, now what? Yeah. Well, what do you look look at the roster? <laughs> look at the roster that's coming behind yeah. behind everybody. Like, <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's I know other teams are doing good stuff on the trail too, but but we are we're 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 in a different world, man, <laughs> different than we've ever lived through. This is this I, is kind of nuts. I hope I hope that uh, here, here's my hope for the, for the legacy that Kirby Smart's going to leave at the university. I hope that you know by the time that he retires, and I've heard rumblings that like he doesn't plan to stick around like as long as some of these other guys have. Like he's not like a Joe Paterno type guy who's going to be around for decades upon decades. But you know whatever if he does, he does. Then you know great, he's earned that. He's earned that right. But the the thing that I am I'm looking at here is that you know he left. He left Alabama, mm-hmm. and where have they gone since then? How does yeah. Kirby Smart's success at the University yep. of Georgia change the narrative for <laughs> Nick Saban's yep. tenure at Alabama? It, it could be the the kryptonite eventually. <laughs> how awesome would that be? But uh, no, I, I don't. I don't know what Kirby's how long his reign will happen. But I'll say this: that Mary Beth Smart has become a good friend of our show, and she pops in once a year. And she'll mm-hmm. have a nice hour in the studio with us. And it, it's the off-air conversations that make me really believe they are happy as can be. They are so bet, yeah. loving their life right now. And I even kind of asked her, I, I don't know if this may have been an on-air question, but it was sort of like, how do you balance like the work life? I mean, like you don't see Kirby much. She didn't care. That's a <laughs> million dollar man. <laughs> that's, a, yeah. that's, that's her boo. But I mean, they love each other. They have a great relationship, but you could tell that like she recognized that that just comes with it, man. Like we're, we're fine. We yeah. are, we are building a brand new house in Watkinsville and uh, life is very good right now for the, for the smarts. <laughs> so, uh, they, they recognize that, but, but you, I, you, I do, I do think he's going to be around for a really long time. That's uh, fair. Oh, that's fair. I, that's, that's reassuring as well. Yeah. Cause you look at like the, the smart family we've talked about, Andrew Smart is, mm-hmm. is right. just living is just living life, man. You want to talk about if you if you're if you're friends with if you're friends with mom, you gotta to talk to her about getting Andrew on for I know. I know. a little a little Carter-esque interview. He's the, uh, he's the kid is the kid is literally all of us. Did you see his one-handed <laughs> interception at his camp that was yeah. on was on Twitter? Yeah. That's pretty amazing. It's the kid and he is pretty athletic. Kirby said that that Andrew may be a little uh little athlete down the road. <laughs> so who knows one day you'll get the family get the keys to the family business maybe he'll coach the dogs down the road but who knows man i'm gonna say maybe maybe he could be a scrappy safety that plays for his dad has yep. a nose for the ball <laughs> that's right <laughs> like like yeah. the old man uh all right well logan always great 
Did yeah, I have you? Uh, let's see. I, I I'm always horrible at this, so I'll do this at the end. I probably should have the game. Let's 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 plug this stuff. So you want to find Logan uh, on? You're on all the socials. Logan M Booker on Twitter, right? Nine sixty the ref morning show on the on the threads these days. I'm rocking mm. the threads. Um, <laughs> I, I want threads to make it. I just think it's already lost steam. It's sort of like it's cool. It's a good format, but like it's never yeah. going to replace Twitter. I'm sorry, and yeah. I'm not going to call it eggs. It's, it's it's Twitter. <laughs> yeah, Twitter. At, at Logan M Booker. Give me a follow on Instagram if you want. I think that one's different. It's Logan M B eight three, and uh, I don't do as much sports on that. That's that's a little bit more of a glimpse into my personal life, but that's all good. It's that's where I put my Dennis Morton gifts. The, uh, <laughs> that's that's all, you know, no 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 no. That's, you know, that's, you know. That's, that's that's Logan at the that's Logan at the lake, and it's Logan in the nature, and that's, also. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm blanking on the dog's name, but your, your dog, <laughs> Chipper, it's the best, best life in the world, man. That's that's my 14 year old hound dog that has been with me every step and Still in the woodshop. Don't forget the woodshop, that's right. The workshop is, is a nice setup, nice and setup. also, and also, uh, hella, hella full sends down the, down the river. <laughs> true, true. Uh, that was that's yeah i've got some secret spots in the lake i got this little jet ski that'll get up to about 60 miles an hour man i can i can zip through those those rivers one day <laughs> if a bear doesn't get me a stump in the water will you know <laughs> there you yeah. go <laughs> one, one day we'll see what happens but nature will get me one way or the other i have no doubt in my mind oh nice how many how many years is it on the morning show now logan um with you and dave just, just past the four-year mark okay so Man. it was 2019 spring when I took over full time, and then so a little over a little over four years. Nice, nice. Are we still doing the baseball announcing as well? No, I I didn't do that last year. They brought a whole new like ops team in just to kind of change things up, and the guy that okay. came and took over brought his own pretty much his own own staff. Like that's just kind of way that works. Is if they replace <laughs> the boss, sometimes they have it's like a head coach in a way. Yeah. They'll, they'll bring like a staff with them sometimes. So I, I didn't do that, but. I loved it over there. I had a good time, but like I really did recognize how much more free time I had this past spring. And uh, yeah. <laughs> and I still watch every Georgia baseball game. I love it. But like it was actually I'm not trying to sound bitter at all, but it was kind of nice not being there every single game because it right. took a lot of time to do that. It was it was kind of tedious. But uh, but yeah, love. I think the Georgia baseball team's in a good place. I'm excited for the new coach. Yeah. Yeah, I like Strickland a lot. He was he was a good friend. I, I really hated it for him, but I really mm-hmm. do like the new regime they brought in. I'm excited to see what happens. Cool. Cool. Nice. Well, I know even like for people like me in North Carolina, I, I can still listen to the morning show. 960 the ref app. Coach yeah, man, that's right. Yeah, we're on uh, six right, every morning. It's uh, <laughs> we have fun. I, I think it's a good little show. We enjoy we enjoy doing it. And uh it cranks up big time when football starts for sure. So can't wait to get that going. Awesome. Nice. But, JP, well, any, any parting thoughts for us, JP? No parting thoughts. No parting <laughs> thoughts. Although, did, did, have we have we ever have we ever asked Logan his his Georgia story? Uh oh. Let's see. I love it. This is what John. This is what John. This is where John specializes. <laughs> the late minute question. I don't. The Georgia know story. We... What what is a Georgia story, John? Like how did you how did you you're an alumnus, right? So yep. like how what, how did you become a Georgia fan? Like what's what's your Georgia background? What's your Georgia story? I'll I'll keep it kind of short. So here's here's a dirty little secret that that is a pod a, a, a I'm sorry, a my got a podcast exclusive. Yeah. I grew up a Florida State fan. It was terrible. Ooh. 
Um, my my parents, my father especially, was just not into sports. Sports was not their thing. Um, I don't know how I became a sports fanatic when I was a kid. I just yeah, lived and breathed and ate sports center, playing sports in the yard. But my dad nor my mom were like anything to do with sports whatsoever. Um, I took on Florida State as my like fandom because they were really good in the early 90s. They were yeah, fun right. to watch. They were the team in America. So I wore like the Florida State starter jacket and the hat and all that <laughs> stuff to school. Um, but then there was this really odd premonition. Remember when we whipped Florida in 1997? Georgia beat Florida, kind of a surprise victory. I remember mm-hmm. like as a kid, let's see, I would have been 14 years old. So I wasn't like a kid kid. Yeah. But I remember watching that game being like, that's the home team. I'm I'm from Georgia. I was born and raised in Georgia. Like I I knew a lot about Georgia football. It just it just kind of clicked that night. That's like that's my team right there. Why am I a Florida State fan? And then that just kind of took off from there. So my fandom grew and grew and grew. But yeah, eventually, uh, I went to school in college later in life than I should have. I was actually like 27 when I started school, and uh, went to Georgia Perimeter for a year. Had like a 4.0. I took it seriously and transferred to Georgia from there and got a got a media degree from a journalism media degree from there so now I find myself working in radio every day we definitely have not asked that I did not no, end the Florida State I man. did not yeah no, it's, it's weird that. man I used I used to I was on a Disney World trip when I was a kid this would have been around 93 I think you can look it up whenever uh no I take it back this is a different year anyway the point is we were on a Disney World trip in Thanksgiving and I made my father take me to the ESPN sports bar as opposed to doing like family stuff so I could watch Florida, Florida State play football. I, I would not miss it. <laughs> it was it was that level of dedication where I was like, Dad, let my mom and brother go do the whatever they're going to do. We've got to go watch the football game. And he obliged. He actually took me. We went and ate wings and watched the Florida, Florida State football game. But that's uh, hilarious. But the but the, the the most important part here is that the disdain for Florida was ingrained mm-hmm. from a young age. That is always a, a common like Corinne. Corinne was there. Yes, when she <laughs> wasn't there. I know. <laughs> the, the voice was always there. No doubt about it. I, all, all I know is that Mike Bobo is is the reason you're a Georgia fan because he, he was the quarterback of that 1917. It's very possible. <laughs> I'm all for that. Omens. Hashtag omens. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Had to bring it back. Exactly. Uh, awesome. Well, good, good question, John. Man, yeah, we def- I definitely did not know. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. You got to ask. Got to ask. All right, yeah. man. Well, guys, right, I got to get some sleep. Fun. We got a morning show in a couple hours. We'll, uh, we'll spin the wheel of steel. We'll talk to some Phil Steel. And we'll, uh, the Braves lost tonight, by the way. That kind of stinks. But um, just whatever. Carter, Carter was looking while we were watching. Yeah. <laughs> well, nice. the Braves either score ten runs or one run. That's just kind of our mo right now. Like, you <laughs> yeah. don't know which one you're going to get. That's right. Tonight is one. That's okay. We're we still the best team in baseball. We need some pitching. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get we'll get right. It's all good. Well, Logan, I got yeah, We get into what we usually do, but before we do, I just want to tell you that you you should uh, be good out there. But if you can't be good, be careful. Thanks, a little, little Dennis Morton for you. That means a lot. <laughs> that means a whole lot. Here's my uh, look. There's my pony right there. There she is. There goes. we go. There we <laughs> go. Uh, there's my pony ready to ride, baby. The, the, ride. That's a niche I, joke. That's a niche joke. I've been bad about it lately, but I've ridden like four four days pretty recently, and like it's kicking my ass like it shouldn't. So I'll, I'll, I'm getting back. I promise. Well, uh, that's good. I'll get back to my old days because I used to be really damn good on that thing. Oh yeah, like, I, I put up some good numbers on that bike, but I, I I'm a 
I'm not good at staying consistent for long term at anything. And that unfortunately was one of those. I actually slipped off a little bit. As a so, better never rest slogan. I'm getting back. I'm getting back. <laughs> there <on>. you go. <laughs> <laughs> better never rest. Baby. That's uh, it. Uh, hey, man, thanks for coming on with us. Oh, man, yeah, I'll talk yeah. to y'all guys soon. We'll uh, hit, hit us up on the tailgate this year. Absolutely. Make it work. Go dogs. All right, go dogs, guys. We'll see you, man. Go dogs.